0: Hello and welcome to Starkcast. I'm Joe Stark, and tonight I'm talking with my good friend Rebecca Daling. What is up, Rebecca? I hope you put on a pot of coffee because
1: Brian's podcast <laughs> was five plus hours.
0: Dude. I know. Dude. With no breaks. That was the craziest part.
1: What? what a weirdo. How did he not take a break? Well, that, oh, that was man.
0: either of us. When it was done, I like, took a piss and I was like, holy cow, this might be the longest I've ever held it.
1: <laughs> will you bring an adult diaper that's tmi i'm sorry i asked
0: you that
1: but were you i'm not curious
0: no no it was just crazy i must have been dehydrated that day so it was just like a perfect storm
1: (laughs) i'm just teasing i am not going to make you record me for six plus hours unless you bring up for sevens and then my friend we will be here all night
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah how about that infinity war trailer
1: oh my god i'll tell you what. you look good in the beard (laughs) The beard. Dude, that beard, it did things to me. I'm telling you, it was uh Yeah. I, I can't wait for Infinity War. I um that trailer was amazing. But I'll tell you something though, like all joking aside, like um as much as I'm looking forward to Infinity War, um, I can't wait for Black Panther in February. Yeah. Like Oh, I'm just every time I see that trailer and the music and I just see all of these amazing like African-American people and people of color on the screen. And it's not a movie about slavery like it's a movie about a powerful king who's got this amazing army of like badass women. Oh, God, dude, I'm going to ruin that seat in that movie theater. Sorry. (laughs) uh, (laughs) They'll never let me back in.
0: (laughs) That was great.
1: If If Jordan can talk about coming all over his comics, I can say that, right? I mean, equal opportunity weirdness okay Oh yeah, this
0: is an equal opportunity podcast absolutely
1: you know, exactly like equal opportunity weirdness because jordan you know five minutes into any podcast and he's like you know what guys like I'll, i came in my pants and then like i have to listen to that for the next hour and i'm just like no come on now then then i get to be weird too <laughs> that shit
0: does come up a lot doesn't it that's what she said <laughs>
1: Hey. <laughs> oh, no, I'm here all week folks. Dip your winter. <laughs> well done. Oh, well, thank you. This is my gl- This is glass number 2 of sangria. So who knows what's going to happen tonight, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so I um this is the same sangria I was drinking last week when I recorded um with Brian. And that night was hilarious because it was like the comedy of ours. Like he was ready, and I needed more time. And then I was ready, and his computer was updating. And then something was wrong with my Skype when he called me. And then we started the episode, and then it, it, it was sucky, so we started over. And then I think he was drinking, and I was definitely drinking. And I went back, and I listened to that episode. And I sound like an insane person. Like, I'm <laughs> sure I will sound insane here tonight, too. Like, I sounded nuts. And I'm just like, wow. Okay, Rebecca. <laughs>
0: That's awesome. I'm an episode behind in Runaways, so I haven't caught up with you guys yet. But I've been oh, loving your recap show.
1: Thank you so much. I completely shamelessly plugged our show, Runaways TV Talk, on iTunes and podcast. <laughs> <laughs> follow us on Twitter. Um, I completely shamelessly plugged it. Um, oh, good. You know deal. what? Thank you, thank you. I I'm glad that you're loving it. Um, God, it's just it's just such a good show. I really like it a lot. I mean, even if, even if I wasn't doing the show with Brian, I I would I would be watching it every week. It's just really good.
0: Yeah, the mystery that they've woven into that story is really really intriguing.
1: Oh, and I mean, if you listen to me and Brian, like we have tons of theories about stuff, you know. So, yeah. I, I some of them are probably way off, and and you know, you have an advantage over me that you have read the comic. And um, I have not. I'm holding off until the the show is over, until the season is over, and then I'll read it. But um, yeah, so I mean, my my theories could be like way off, uh, but you know, <laughs> we'll see where it goes. I think I'm right about certain things, but yeah, we'll see. The new episode drops tomorrow, so I'll be super super excited to watch that tomorrow. Awesome.
0: Yeah, I just need to need to carve out the time to watch that next one i might watch it tomorrow morning
1: oh yeah yeah cool yeah sometimes at work um thank god my boss doesn't listen to the podcast but like sometimes <laughs> at work because I, I i work for a doctor and so when she's in with a patient like i have some downtime like and if the phone's not ringing i'm like well maybe i'll pull up the old hulu on the ipad and see, watch some tv and stuff because Other than that, like it's kind of dead in my office, kind of quiet. So I I mean, I I know I have like a total like dream job that I have the opportunity to do that. So I'm not going to complain too much about my job because I have time that I can do that. And I know not everybody does. So but uh, (laughs) no, I I know what you mean, though. Um, Mm.
0: I remember I used to have lots of time to read books in a, a job I had had in the past and mm-hmm. it was I mean, there was shifts where it was so dead where I would crush a thousand page book over two to eight hour shifts, oh wow, yeah, that's a lot of downtime <laughs>
1: that it, that's dedication like i i loved i love reading, I've always loved to read, but I don't know if I could do that like that's that require- reco- yeah that is that is focus that is <laughs> that's great i I find myself getting distracted really easily. Like I start a book and I'm like, wow, this book is really interesting. And I'll get distracted and then I'll, I'll read some, I'll start something else. And I'm like, wow, this book is really great. And then I get distracted. And (laughs) uh, so I have like three books that I'm like a quarter of the way through and I'm just like, okay, Rebecca, pick one. And read it and then go to the next one. It's not that hard.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the way I read now with comics because there's so many different titles that I read on a Mm -hmm. monthly basis where it's like Mm -hmm. it's almost a little much to keep straight in your head at times, especially when I go through and binge read like six different titles at once. But Mm -hmm. recently I've been trying to actually let stuff stack up so I can read like a few issues in a row.
1: Oh, that's nice. Uh, Yeah, that's a smart idea. That's that's definitely a smart idea. I am, like, I've been slacking on my week-to-week comics. Ugh. Um, and I'm behind on Dark Knight's Metal. Like, I've just been, like, behind on everything. Um, but I have to catch back up because I know there's tons of amazing stuff coming out. And, oh, my God, like... There are times where I'm just like, why am I not independently wealthy? Like, why <laughs> can I not just have, <laughs> why can I not just be like Tommy Wiseau from the room and just have this bank account with no bottom and it's just <laughs> endless, you know? uh, Yeah. But it's, oh God, it's an expensive habit. It can get expensive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know. There's so many of them that I would like to add to my poll list and it's like, oh, don't don't do it Mm -hmm. because like i remember when i got into it i set a limit of okay i'm gonna do 10 and now i've got 21
1: yeah exactly that limit goes right out the window because every time you go on wednesday to the comic shop it's like oh this is a new image title oh but this looks really interesting oh man this new story arc and then you know you get sucked in and it's just oh man it's tough and you know when i went to new york comic-con this year like I had a lot of comics, you know, to be signed, and I was glad I had them. Um, and and that's where I met Gail Simone um, yeah. at, at at New York Comic Con. She is such a pip. She is hilarious and super nice to talk to. And you know, took time like she didn't just sign it and was like goodbye. Like she she took time to talk and interact. And I was wearing my my, my uh, Wonder Woman cosplay and. And she asked me about it, and which was really nice and um i and her her husband was there with her, he's like her right hand man, and he was super cool and and um yeah she she was fun to meet i I enjoyed meeting her at uh at New York comic con, yeah, and you got me that clean room script that was
0: so nice of you.
1: oh, it was my pleasure when I saw that she was selling them, um I said, you know what I saw oh, man Joe would love that and and she signed it, which I thought was really nice <laughs> and, yeah. Which I thought was really, really great, and uh, yeah, I knew you would love it. You, I knew you would appreciate it, so I, I sent it off to you. Um, but yeah, that's uh, – well, you, you turned me on to Clean Room. Uh, you, you sent me the first trade, which was so thoughtful of you, and I loved it. I, yeah,
0: that's a fun I absolutely story.
1: love that. Maybe fun is not the and then, right
0: way to describe that.
1: Yeah, no, no, fun is not the way to describe it. But it's <laughs> it's so interesting. I know fun. Let's put that in uh, in quotes there. For fun for clean room. But <laughs> 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 she um, yeah, that's um, that's an amazing story. Uh, I so I only read the first trade. I have to go and get the rest of them, and um, but I do want to finish the story arc. And I got like the first trade of Nail Biter. Um, and I know you and Rod finished already, like the whole, you know, story arc. So yeah. I'm like, all right, well, I'm like, mega behind, but at least I'm going to read it. And I'll, I will, cause I know you guys both love it. So I will, I will definitely read Nailbiter. I just, oh, there's too many things to read. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's so many good books out there.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm stoked that you're going to read Nailbiter though. I can't wait to hear what you think of it.
1: Oh, that's um, jo- jo- Joshua Williamson, right? Yep. Is that right? Okay, yeah, yeah. I um, you, I, I, mean, you know, I'm I'm still like a real novice when it comes to comics. So, um, some of these names like don't mean as much to me as they do to people who have been reading for years and years and years. I mean, some names I know, like you know, Greg Rucka and uh, James the Fourth and you know, um, Gail Simone and and. and like like big names, Snyder and Capullo, that kind of stuff, you know. But I, I'm slowly like, like getting to see and and like different artists and different writers and and picking up on oh, this guy used to write that one, but now he's writing this one and that kind of thing. But um, yeah, I I am I am excited to read Nailbiter as well. But I am also behind on comics because I have been listening to a shit ton of podcasts about Star Wars,
0: <laughs> <laughs> trying to catch up with all of them.
1: I, well, you know, there's a few, I'm not going to lie. I don't listen to every single one all the way through. I will listen to a couple all the way through and then others I might just listen to part of it just to kind of get their review and a few thoughts. Um, Because after a while, at least for me, I feel like there's only so much I can hear about that movie or any movie really like, and then I'm like, all right, I've I've heard it as much as I want to hear about this movie. (laughs) And then. I'm just, yeah, I'm done. But we did say we were going to talk about The Last Jedi tonight a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I'm kind of scared. But I, what, did you, what did you think about it, Joe? <laughs> you start.
0: I, I loved it. I, mm-hmm. I walked out of the theater really happy. Um, awesome. the, I think the thing that I liked the most about it is that it really subverted a lot of the plot expectations. And mm-hmm. so it was just constantly throwing you for a loop hmm. And he, like I, I read some complaints online of people saying that, you know, like like the Finn and Rose storyline was pointless and shit like that. And it's like, well, not really, because it's if anything, it was to me, it felt like, you know, to fuck up is inherently human. And that's just because you have a plan doesn't mean it's going to succeed. And that plan just as it went just kept getting. <laughs> It was mm-hmm, more like mm-hmm. they were sticking with it because it was their only fucking option. And at the end of the right. day, you know, hope ran out on it. And that was a big theme in that movie as well. I mean, Leigh even said that at the end, that, you know, all the hope in the galaxy was gone. And I don't know, I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. And the badass scenes that were in that movie were fucking incredibly badass. And the humor in it didn't really bother me. I mean, I there were parts where it seemed... Uh, approaching silly, but for the most part I, I really fucking liked it. And I even had a person sitting three seats away from me with an annoying fucking laugh that laughed at everything. That was probably me. <laughs> no, no, this, this, this lady was. I flew awful. all the
1: way out to Iowa just to watch you
0: over <laughs> there by <you>, show, <laughs> And her husband had a, like a walnut sized fucking bladder. This dude got up and walked past me three <laughs> times during that movie. Oh. And I was in a reclining oh. seat in like the Joe uh-huh, Vitale uh-huh. seat on the end with the oh, handicap in front of me. You had,
1: you had the Joe Vitale seat? Yeah,
0: yeah, I, I had a Vitale approved fucking seat selection.
1: But the only thing Uh, is,
0: is when that recliner leg part lifted up, I had to put it down for anybody else mm -hmm. to get through because there was a fucking guardrail there. And so I had to, like, keep watching out of my peripheral vision to see if fucking walnut bladder was going to get up and have to go again and try and put that thing down in front of down before he tried to, like, squeeze through it, which he actually did one time because I wasn't on the ball fast enough. Mm -hmm, I was mm -hmm. like, oh, my God, man, I hope you make it to the bathroom if you're in that much of a hurry.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I saw it in a, in a similar situation. Like I saw it, um, my friend and I splurged and we saw it. it, it's called RPX. It's the Regal premier experience. Cause we have a, we, we have like all the big chains out here in New York, Regal and AMC and, and all that stuff. So, we saw it at a Regal, and we had like so it was it was it was almost like an IMAX because it had like the really wide screen and it had like mega surround sound and blah 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 and um, reclining seats and all that business. Um, I I will be totally honest with you, I that movie was nothing what I expected. It was nothing what I expected. I thought we were going to get all these answers. I I thought we were going to get who Snoke was. I thought they were going to tell us who Ray's parents were and it would be like this mind blowing revelation because I'd walked into that theater saying this is star Wars and it has to be Skywalker because that's what star Wars is. But I had always wanted going forward, like after episode six, when they started to move into like force awakens and all that, I wanted them to move away from the Skywalkers because I'm like there has to be more than just one fucking family in this entire god ga- in this entire galaxy. Like yeah. there has to be other people, like and there has to be more than just one girl in the whole galaxy, Princess Leia. Like there has to be more people in this galaxy and <laughs> so I but I just assumed that we would just get more of the same and not that I would have hated that because I I love Star Wars. I love it a lot. And with this movie, I feel like everything got turned on its ear and I I did not mind the humor either. So uh, some of the jokes did not land for me. Um, like I felt like they just, they weren't funny for me, but it didn't bother me. Anything There was too much humor. Um, I, I did love a lot of stuff about this movie. I loved like when Ray and Kylo fought back to back in that, in Snoke's, Room with uh, against the Praetorian Guard. I thought that was a great scene. Yeah, I loved that scene. Um, I loved that the the final battle, the battle of was it crate? Is that the is that the thing? That's what it's called, the battle of Crete with those mm-hmm. with those skimmers. And I loved the visual of that red uh, sand that got kicked up. I thought yeah. that was that was beautiful. That was gorgeous. Um, I I did not. Okay, and maybe this is me because I watch a lot of Star Trek, but I did not understand why the d- dreadnought could not just catch up to the rebel ship. <laughs> like, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, um, just speed up. Like, just hit the gas. Like, I don't understand. You're in space. You can literally move in any direction. You're not on a road. You can go up. You can go down. You can go left. You can go right. You can go in a circle. Like you are You are in space. Go up and over and stop in front of them. And and that's it. And, and I was just like, this is the slowest space chase I've ever seen in my life.
0: <laughs> well, I think those big ships are more meant to just do like um, hyperspace jumps.
1: Yeah, I guess. And
0: they're I, not really made to like, just like yeah. tool around. And so since the, the, the rebel ship was a little bit smaller, it was a little bit faster. Cause they said something to that effect in the movie. Apparently, It's just they a did, smaller, faster craft. Yeah.
1: I have to go back and watch it a second time. Cause I don't really remember hearing that, but other people have said that they heard that. So I'm like, all right, let me go back and watch it. I mean, I, I want to watch it again anyway. Cause it was like such a good movie. Um, and then I felt like Laura Dern's character is like so secretive. Like, I'm not going to tell you my plan. And it was just like, just tell them the fucking plan. Yeah, (laughs)
2: yeah. Just
1: tell them the plan. I don't understand what's happening here. And then it was like, here's this convoluted plan of going to Canto Bight and coming back here and breaking into the ship and do this thing and do that thing. And oh, it was just a bit much for me. But I will say that I loved a lot more about this movie than I disliked. Um, I loved that. I kind of loved that they were just like, you know what? Screw the Skywalkers. Who cares? Like, it's not about them anymore. And I kind of like that because I I kind of wanted that. But I just never thought I would ever see that in a Star Wars film. And I kind of like that Kylo did not get a redemption arc in this movie.
0: Yeah, I like that too. I didn't want to see him have the exact same arc that like mirrored Vader.
1: Yeah, I mean, but there were, you have to admit, there were a lot of callbacks in this movie to Empire and Return of the Jedi. I mean, the whole training, you know, the thing where she goes into that weird hole thing on the, on, what what was it? It it looked like a Sarlacc pit (laughs) almost on, 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 on Octu. And that weird scene with the snapping. It was it was it was a very weird scene, but like that that to me was like, all right, this is the Dagobah scene where Luke goes into the cave and fights himself in the Vader suit. Got, got gotcha, you know, I got it. And then <laughs> uh, um, and then even the where where she leaves Luke to go, you know, save Kylo and he's like, No, you can't go. That's straight out of Empire, you know, when when yeah. Luke leaves his training on Dagobah to go and save Han and Leia. Lots of callbacks to Return of the Jedi and to Empire Strikes Back. But then it was – but it wasn't done so ham-fisted to be like, you know, here's your Star Wars. Eat it. Like it, <laughs> it wasn't done like that. So I, I really liked this movie. I liked it a lot. Um, I I will watch it again because I will say though after it was over, like it was over and then like I got up out of my seat and I was just like – I need to sit down again. And I sat down. Like my friend was like you've just been sitting for like 2 plus hours. I'm like no, I need to sit down again. I need to think about this for a minute. Because it's just so different. It's just so different than what I expected from a Star Wars film, and that's not a bad thing for me. Yeah. Um yeah, I didn't think that was a bad thing either. But I do understand why there are people that don't care for this movie. I do understand why. I completely get it. It's the same thing of I understand why there are some big Trek fans that do not like Star Trek Discovery. I totally understand why they don't. And and I like it, but I get why other people don't. So, you know, it's like... You can't please everybody. I get no. that. But, man, I did enjoy... I did love the scene where Luke said goodbye to Leia. I mean where he, you know, where, 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 he, where he shows up on, on the rebel base. And of course it's a hologram, but we don't know that yet. And they have this conversation and he, he's telling, he's like, no one's ever really gone. And it's like, they knew it was like, they knew she was going to die when they filmed that scene. It was weird. <laughs> and I mean, I was bawling, I was bawling buckets, Joe. It was, Oh, it was so emotional. And then, Oh man, I, there's a, I mean, the more I think about it, the more I really like this movie. I really, really like it, but I, I do want to see it again. Um, but man, that was, it was such a good movie. I, I I mean, there were stuff I didn't like. I mean, the whole like Leia in space scene was a little silly. It was a little Mary Poppins. I'm not going to lie. A lot of people said it. It's kind of true. It's a little Mary Poppins. But um, I also didn't mind the way Luke died. I thought. Oh yeah, spoilers, everybody. Um, I, I didn't mind the way <laughs> too late, I spoiled it for you. Um, I, I, didn't, I didn't mind the way Luke died. He, no, he I thought it was perfect. I thought it was perfect too. And then like the twin sons, and oh god, it was so much beautiful imagery in this movie. And I mean, Ryan Johnson was just like, "Fuck you and your Snoke theories." Like, who cares? <laughs> he didn't care, and.
0: Um, so when he disappeared into the force like that, and then his yeah. robe blew away, do you think we heard like a clank of his little robot hand hitting the fucking stone?
1: <laughs> we should have, right? <laughs> we should have heard the clank. Unless-
0: <laughs> that ain't blowing away Hold- in the breeze.
1: <laughs> Hold on. Do you think that when he comes back as a force ghost, because he's coming back as a force ghost, you think he'll have the the metal hand? He shouldn't.
0: 'Cause when we saw Wait, Va- when we saw Anakin come back as a force ghost, he had all his parts.
1: That's true. He oh, yeah. shouldn't have the metal. What happened to that hand?
0: Just, <laughs> I'm telling cliff. you, it's laying on that cliff. Eventually <laughs> those caretakers are gonna come out to sweep and they're gonna pick it up and put it on a little
1: shelf. Some porg picked it up and it's in a <laughs> porg nest. <laughs> stupid porgs. Ugh, they made such a big deal about those dumb animals. Yeah. And it was just like really they were in the movie for like all of 10 minutes, if that. And yeah. this is
0: just sell toys. I oh, just- absolutely. I mean, you got to take that into regard with a lot of this shit. But, yeah. you know, I mean, as far as like the, the um, like the new tech and stuff that we saw in this with the different, uh-huh. um, you know, we got to see Dreadnoughts, which was dope. We got to see those um, those skier things that were on Crate. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I don't even care if they want to make toys of that stuff. Fucking good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Those are awesome. They, they were <laughs> awesome. I I th- I will be honest though. I was really pissed about Phasma. I really thought we were going to get more of her in this movie. I thought she was going to be more powerful. And I you you watch Game of Thrones, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You, of course you do. Gwendolyn Christie who I love her in Game of Thrones. You know, I wanted her to be this... I wanted her to be more badass. I wanted her to have a longer story arc. And and she didn't. And I felt like, why did you even give us Phasma? You made a big deal yes. about it. Oh, totally. She, she was like this, you know, she's the, this woman stormtrooper. And she's... I mean, oh, I just wanted more from her. Because she's such a great actor. And she... She's so like, um, what's the right word? She's so like athletic, like when she's fighting on game of thrones with swords and all that. I mean, that's really her. You yeah. Know, you believe is, it. Oh yeah. I mean, have you seen like the YouTube videos of like her training? Yeah. Like with the, with the young actress who plays Aria, like they do a lot of their own stunts to really keep it as real as possible and i'm just like i mean i can't do that like that's that's amazing to me and i just i wanted more of her in this film i i didn't care for benicio del toro's character um i thought he was to me he was like the lando of this movie and and I was waiting for him to have his redemption story and he didn't get one.
0: Yeah. And he was just like subverted expectations.
1: That's it, man. I'm (laughs) telling you. (laughs) Ryan Johnson was like, fuck you. He did. All of your wants and desires. Nobody cares about Snoke. Nobody cares about Ray's parents. Suck
0: it. Like Multiple (laughs) times in the movie. It was, I think it's going to go like this. And it's like, whoa. And it's not going like that. Holy fuck. What's going to happen next? It was so, it, it was exciting to me.
1: Oh, I, it was for me too. I, I, but I will say this. I enjoyed Poe Dameron's story arc. I liked how he started out as this total hothead and Leia really mentored him. She was teaching him. She's grooming him to be a leader. And and in a lot of ways, his story arc mirrors that of Leia. You know, when we meet Leia in a new hope, you know, she's this feisty young princess who's like, you know y'all can't keep me down and i'm gonna I'm gonna save the rebellion and blah blah like she's just she's grabbing blasters and she's shooting holes in garbage shoots and yeah. she's <laughs> saving herself and you know f you you walking carpet like she's just she's just you know shoot first ask questions later it's as she matures you know she gets to be more she understands the value of a good retreat uh and Poe had to learn the same lesson um I thought that was a really great story arc um I liked Rose. I thought she was a sweet character. Um, but but you know me. I'm a sucker for like anytime you let a, a woman kind of shine and, and be her own hero. And, and she was very much her own hero, which I loved. Um, yeah, there was definitely more I loved about this movie than I disliked. That's for sure. There was a lot of women kicking ass in this movie. Yeah, there was. It I mean, was there awesome. really was. It was fucking great. <clears throat> yeah, I um. You know, and that's something. I mean, you know that, and people who are listening to this know this about me too. Like, that's what I want more of. I want, I want more strong women. I want more. Uh, I, I want more women being the heroes of their own stories, and and I want, I want more women who can. You know, in in movies and TV shows, you know, men. Men characters, you know, they, they fall in love and, and they have story arcs and they, you know, they can they can be vulnerable because, you know, they found this woman that's, you know, a good woman and blah, blah, blah. But it doesn't mean they're less of a man. You know, they find strength in that love. And, and I, I want that for women. But so much of Hollywood is writing these stories where women fall in love and then now they're just reduced to you know a hot mess because they're in love and they can't think of anything else but the guy that they're with and it's silly I mean, that's that's not real life no that's not real life for anybody i i mean yeah i've been in love and and i still go about my day and do my shit what i gotta do even if i <laughs> even if i might be thinking about the guy or whatever but It doesn't mean that that's all I am. I've ceased to be Rebecca and I'm just, you know, this guy's girlfriend. Like that's, that's not who I am. And so, yeah, there was a lot of that in Star Wars. You're absolutely right. In this movie, there was a lot of that. And, you know, Ray was, I love that Ray just, she shined in this movie. She absolutely shined. And I just, I loved it. I love that Carrie Fisher and Laura Dern, you know, they're both older and they were, ha- they were like women of power in this movie. And I loved that. I absolutely loved that. It was just so much good about the movie. And yeah, I, I'll definitely see it again this week. That's for sure. I'll probably nice. see it a couple more times too. <laughs> 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 I got the movie pass. I'm making that work for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I could find plenty of things to, you know, if I wanted to just sit and pick it apart, I totally could. But
1: yeah,
0: um, I think it really helped that I didn't go into it like with any sort of expectations. And I really didn't dig too deep on like coming up with theories on on stuff. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. It just worked for me. I think I think the last time I went into something with really heavy expectations was um, did you watch Lost when it was on TV? I never got into Lost. Okay, well, I was way the fuck mm-hmm. into Lost. Like, right. I, I had I had theories. I would record every episode on VHS tape, you know, because this was pre-DVR for the most oh, part wow. when it started. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And, uh, well, for me, anyway, it was. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, yeah, I'd, like, by the time the next week's episode would come on, I would have watched the last episode like five or six times. And, okay. like, I was getting on on different websites, reading, like, you know, who was cast and, and what sort of shit they were looking for when they cast them. And so then people speculating on what it could be and stuff. And by the time I got to the end of Lost, I was – I had to force myself to like the finale. You know what I mean? Like, I think mm-hmm. that was the last time where when it was over, I would have said, I need to process this. <laughs>
1: right. Well, I mean, I, I... – <laughs> <laughs> processing, processing as I think. I, I, um, so I never watched Lost, but if I understand the ending, more spoilers, if I understand the ending, they were in purgatory the whole time. Is that right?
0: Uh,
1: not so much. Just
0: for pretty much like the last season. Okay. And so I they mean, were, so,
1: so, so the island, like they were on that island, like just chilling or Like, I, I mean, you don't have to go over the whole thing with with
0: me, but like, it's been a while since I watched it, but okay. So Uh they crash on the island. They're on the island for a while. And then a handful of them get off the island and pretty much everything is going downhill for them, not on the island. And then they figure out how to get back on the island. Mm -hmm. And let's see.
1: They have flashbacks to when they were in Russia and well, then they think
0: you have this well, and, and that was the thing with Lost is like each episode would kind of follow like a certain character and you would have mm-hmm. flashbacks to what happened in their life before they went on the island. And then in one of the seasons, they start having flash forwards. And that's when you realize that some of them were going to be getting off the island. And then mm-hmm. in and I believe it was the last season they had what the, the showrunners were calling flash sideways. And that's when they were flashing to this alternate like reality that was basically pretty much purgatory. And that Mm -hmm. once, once they all got to this place, then they could all leave together and go on to the next thing. And so it's kind of like, Oh, that's, that sucks. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) it was like, what about all the cool stuff that you you explored on the Island? Like, Uh like who, who built the big fucking statue of Baphomet? And And like who carved all the fucking tunnels under the island, and how did the hieroglyphs get there, and like what's up with all the mysticism and like the like they they build the island as like a character on the show, and mm-hmm. so they teased off all this really neat shit, but in the end, they didn't fucking tell you about any of it, and I was so invested in wanting to know and believing that they were going sure. to tell me, and so when it didn't happen, like a part of me was really indignant about it, and so that's kind of and then and I, I kind of felt that same way, but in a, in more of like a book snob sense with uh, mm-hmm. Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban because that one takes a lot of deviations from the book, mm-hmm. and so I went into that one thinking it was going to be just like the book, and it wasn't. And so, uh, the, and those two experiences were somewhat close together, and so I did some soul searching, and I was like, well, you just fucking go into things with an open mind and just see what they're going to give you.
1: You know what though, that's so hard to do. Fuck yeah, it, it is. Really it's so easy <laughs> to say that, like just going with Oh, it sounds so simple. And I am I am the worst because I am a book reader, right? So a lot of times I'll read the book and then I'll go watch the movie. And and I think that sometimes I I I mess myself up. Yeah. Because I read the book and my imagination has put together what I think it'll look like, and then when it doesn't meet what I wanted, like I can be disappointed. Because then I spend the whole time, well, in the book it was like <laughs> yep. this, in the book <laughs> it was like that, um, and it's so hard. I mean, <laughs> I get it. Like it's hard to adapt from the from the written word to the visual screen. Like I understand that that is really hard to do. And, and I, I think that's why I've kind of like stopped, not stopped, but I, I, I have to kind of talk myself out of it. Like don't compare, which is why, like, I don't want to read the runaways comics yet because I know I'm going to do it. Like, I fucking know I'm going to do it. I'm going to read the graphic novel and then I'm going to watch it and be like, well, in the book it was like this and and something like that. And and I'm just going to ruin it for myself. So I'd rather, like, finish the show and then read the book. And, ugh, yeah, it's
2: (laughs) –
1: I know. I I do it to myself all the time. It's like there's a show that's going to come out in, in January called The Alienist, right? And I've been following it because it looks really interesting, right? It's like turn of the century. It's like forensic science. I love all that stuff, right? It takes place in New York. I love all that stuff, right? I find out today it's based on a book, right? So, of course, Uh-oh. what do I do? I'm thinking like, oh, I should read the book. No, I'm, don't read the book. <laughs> don't read the damn book. Watch the movie. Watch the show first. And then read the book. Yeah. <laughs> because you're just gonna mess it up for
0: will Let the show get ruined in retrospect, right?
1: I know, exactly. <laughs> then I can compare and do like our retrospective or whatever. But yeah, I'm like, no, Rebecca, learn from your mistakes in the past. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it's it's so hard to go with an open mind because nothing can compare to your own imagination. Of what you envision this character or this story arc to be like, and then of course the director has their own de- their own vision of yeah. what they want to do, et cetera. So, <sighs> oh, whatever. But I I like <laughs> Last Jedi a lot. I liked it a lot. I will see it again, and definitely when it comes out on DVD, I will buy it. I mean, I own the other ones too. I own Force Awakens and Rogue One and all that. So I will definitely I'll I'll buy this one too. Like I enjoyed it a lot. I kind of like I kind of like that Ryan Johnson gave everybody the m- middle finger. Yeah, <laughs> <to laughs> you your theories. and my only fear right now is that JJ will JJ will go safe for the third movie. I think I think he'll go safe. And and uh oh, i feel like he'll undo all the cool stuff that ryan johnson did
0: but yeah we'll just have to wait
1: and see two years you know I'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna i'm not gonna start theorizing now because then it'll just be like ridiculous but yeah i'm glad that you enjoyed the movie though i'm i'm glad that you enjoyed the last shot that's cool
0: yeah for the most part i'm easily entertained so i mean nobody should really be taking <laughs> at least when it comes to tv and <laughs> shit like that people shouldn't be like oh fucking stark liked it it's like yeah well. oh well Joe
1: <laughs> full, stark full, full disclosure
0: it. i fucking love justice league too <laughs> you
1: did i did oh wow look at the time i gotta go
0: <laughs> i real. i think that'll be like my new guilty pleasure movie like the parts of that movie that were bad were like oh it was like so bad <laughs> but like oh my- the parts of it that were great like made me so happy as like a dc fanboy that i didn't even care um, but oh my so, God, the parts of that movie that were bad were so bad.
1: So what were the great parts? I'm serious. I don't know what they were. <laughs> I'm not trying to troll you. No, I really don't know. No, it's okay. Were. Okay. Okay. So
0: let's start with the most egregious one and let's see if you want to continue.
1: <laughs> okay. I really fucking
0: liked Aquaman. Oh God. Damn it. <laughs> I did. Damn it. I did. And I went into it thinking, honestly thinking, okay, I'm probably not going to like, what's going on here but i really liked it and and it might have really been the lasso of truth scene when he accidentally sat on that and just like got real with everybody yeah,
1: yeah, that yeah. made
0: me so happy In the fact
1: that, I, that i'm sorry go ahead go no ahead. no no go ahead i i that was the one aquaman scene i liked that was the one Aquaman scene I liked. Everything else was shit for me. Mom man! I, I wanted to jam a fork in my ear if he said anything else. I was just like, stop talking! Stop. It didn't bother me at all. I don't know. I, you know what? I'm glad that you liked it because oh. <laughs> there were plenty of people that didn't. But I'm glad oh, that man. you liked it. Um...
0: I, I didn't fully like the look of the, um, Oh, Oh, Jesus Christ. The, uh, the parademons. I didn't fully like the look of those. I think they could have been designed. I like, I've seen them drawn differently in comics where I mm-hmm. liked the look of them better. Um, I thought Stefan Wolf, I, I, every time I hear that name, I think magic carpet ride. Yeah. And it's like, it was like, what, <laughs> why, why, why would you do this? And like the CGI on him, like looked like a video game. Uh, the the stuff they had him saying was like, oh, mother. And it's like, stop. This is borderline creepy.
1: (laughs) You know what bothered me about Steppenwolf was the actor who voiced him. The actor's name is Siren Hines. And I've seen him in a lot of stuff. That name sounds really familiar. He has been in... I'm trying to think what you might know him from. Um, Gosh, he's been in he's done a ton of stuff. He was in, um, Oh God damn it. What was it? Uh, he was in the Phantom of the Opera movie, which I don't know if you watched at all. Like,
0: oh yeah. I've seen that one.
1: Yeah. Never. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's, it's all good. You know what? It's all good. I I'm a sucker for musicals, but it's, it's all good. Um, he's anyway, whatever I have. I've watched him in a lot of stuff. He's done a lot of like BBC stuff, which I love. I love all things BBC. Um, He's a really good actor and he's very expressive. I felt like Warner Brothers really missed out on not doing mocap with him like they do with um with um uh, Mark Ruffalo when he does the, the Hulk oh okay I feel like they missed a really good opportunity to make a really interesting villain and um instead you know you just have this incredibly just Completely CGI'd and um, thing, and he did his um, lines in a booth separate from the actors. And I just. Weird. I, I just, for me, that didn't work. Um, and I kept waiting for the real villain to show up. Like, I thought, <laughs> I thought <laughs> Darkseid. Okay, so he was in Game of Thrones. He played Mance Raider. Um. I think he did some Harry Potter stuff too, but I don't no watch. Oh, shit. Harry...
0: The dude who played in... Mance Raider, that was, um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, did you ever watch HBO, uh, Rome on HBO? No, but I know of it. Okay, so the dude who played Mance Raider, I'm pretty sure that was the same guy who played Julius Caesar on Rome.
1: Oh, cool. Yeah. So, yeah, like, maybe that's, like, where you might know him more from. Um, but I've—I mean, I've seen him in a ton of stuff. He was in John Carter apparently, which I didn't see. He—he played—he played Aberforth Dumbledore in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part Two. Um, but okay. I'm, I'm not a Harry Potter fan, so like that doesn't really mean anything to me. Um, <laughs> y- you know what? Um, he was in Rome and he played Julius Caesar. That's what you were talking about, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was him. Same actor. Okay. Yeah, I was that's, just looking up on I, IMDb. Yeah, me too. That's, <laughs> you it, beat it, me too. It's to the it. same actor. It's the same actor. And I've seen. I've. I've watched him in a lot of different stuff. I just felt like this could have been a really, really great chance for you to take advantage of such a really expressive face, you know? And just, yeah. No, and then Unreal. the Lord of the Rings thing, three boxes, and we'll separate them. Ugh. I mean, come on. Hey, We've like seen I said, that the way. parts
0: of the... Oh, my mic stand just fell. Uh-oh. <laughs> hey, we got it. How loud's that going to be? <laughs> <laughs> I like, went no, to move but... it and the whole thing fell over. I'm like, son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Even I, my I... mic stand's like, shut up about Justice League, <laughs> you ass. <laughs> no, your mic
1: stand's probably like, stop letting Rebecca talk so much.
0: That's probably what it's <laughs> But no, what I was going to say is, I mean, yeah, the... That movie could have been so much better than it was, but it had like the little nods to the comic that just made me happy. yeah, it, it felt I, like a, a weird episode of Justice League Unlimited.
1: Yes, thank you. That I've been saying that for weeks. I it felt like a long episode of Justice League Unlimited. And if I want to watch Justice League Unlimited, I'll stay home and watch Justice League Unlimited. I wanted my black suit Superman. I yeah. wanted my evil superman and I didn't get it. Instead I got Superman with a fake lip and and it was it uh, was so bad. It was terrible and I'm just like, okay, so I saw the <laughs> same I saw this movie with the same friend I saw just um Star Wars with and she's a, I mean as much as as huge of a Chris Evans fan I, as I am, she's a Henry Cavill fan. Like She's way into Henry Cavill. Right. So she's like, Oh, I know his lips. That is not his lips. And she was very upset that they (laughs) messed with his face. And it's just, I mean, the whole thing was just ridiculous. And I like the flash. I, I loved Ezra Miller as the flash. Um, although I didn't understand why he didn't understand how to run, but I enjoy, I enjoyed Ezra Miller. Uh, I, I, oh gosh, I just, I, I wanted more from that movie. I just wanted more from it, but there are plenty of people who enjoyed it and I'm glad that they enjoyed it. Like, I don't want movies to fail. I don't want to be like, oh, I hope that movie fails. Like, that's terrible. Like I want a movie to succeed. And if, if you loved it, if you liked it, then that's, if it gave you what you wanted, then, then it's a success for you. Yeah. right like the <laughs> same i mean it's the same thing with star wars like if if Star Wars gave you what you wanted, if you walked out of that movie and you felt good, then it's a success for you and and if you walked out of that movie and you're like it didn't give me anything I wanted, then it was a failure for you and you know that's movies are so subjective movies yeah. are like like I love. And don't get me wrong. It's not like I think they're Oscar worthy or anything. Like I'm not an idiot, but I love the fast and the furious franchise. I don't care what anybody says. I love those damn movies. I'll watch all of them (laughs) in the theater opening night. I love those damn movies because they're just so silly and they're just so fun and they're just so over the top. I can't get enough. Like I love it. It's just stupid, but I love it so much and I can just hear Joe Vitale now. You're part of the problem, Rebecca. Yeah, I know I am. I don't <laughs> care. I don't care. <laughs>
0: I've seen the but, first one once and I've never seen any of the follow-ups.
1: That's all right. You know what? I, I mean, I, I think they're, they're just fun. They're just a fun movie where people are driving around in cars and doing stuff that could never happen in real life. But if I can suspend my belief to believe that there are people out there who can control an invisible force to move rocks around, then I can suspend my belief that the rock can lean out of his car and move a submarine missile. Like I can <laughs> – I will believe that, OK? I'll, I choose to believe that that could happen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I remember the trailers for that one, and I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?" And then I heard it like talked about it on a bunch of different podcasts, and I was just laughing so hard.
2: Oh my god! And I'm like,
0: I, man, do I have to watch the first seven again to like to know what's no. going on in eight?
1: You do not. <laughs> just watch there was which one was it? I think it was six. Six had the longest runway I've ever seen in my entire life there was the scene where this plane is supposed to be taken off and of course the team is trying to stop it from taking off this plane was taxiing on the runway for 20 minutes and I'm like they still haven't taken off how long is this runway it is ridiculous like they didn't turn they didn't come around it was just I mean it was completely (laughs) implausible but I had fun watching it like I had a good time. So that movie's a success for me. <laughs> <laughs> <So> silly. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. i tried to
0: think of. Man, I had something on the tip of my tongue there. <laughs> and then it immediately went to ask Rebecca about The Fifth Element.
2: <laughs> oh, The Fifth Element? I fucking hate that movie. <laughs> I hate
0: that movie! <laughs> I only thought of it because I had posted that thing on Facebook. <laughs> so you <were> talking
1: about- <laughs> that movie is so stupid. I hate that movie. <laughs> I've seen it twice. And both times I was like, why am I watching this? <laughs> what is even happening here? I just. No. Everything about that movie, I hate that movie. <laughs> I do not like But you liked it though, right? I think you said that you you, you you saw it like a while ago, but you enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, yeah. That used to be one of like my go-to movies. I I've, i don't even know how many times I've seen it, but it's been years now since I have seen it.
2: Mm-hmm. But
0: I feel like I'd seen it so many times I got a pretty good recollection of it. Mm-hmm. And um, that's – I have a hard time these days going back And, like, revisiting Bruce Willis movies just because I know he's a fucking, like, such an asshole in real life Mm -hmm. that it kind of colors it a little bit for me. Sure. Um, I don't know. I could probably still enjoy the hell out of Die Hard. But I haven't watched Mm. that in
1: a long time either. Dude, Christmas Day, I'll be watching Die Hard. Oh, nice. (laughs) I mean, it's a Christmas movie, right? I'm going to watch Die Hard. I love Die Hard. That's a that's a great movie. That is a fun movie. But I'm a sucker for like a lot of those '80s action movies. Like, um, oh, this movie's a total. This movie is a total um, guilty pleasure for me. But um, Arnold Schwarzenegger in Commando. <laughs> Have you ever seen that movie?
0: <laughs> when I was a little kid, like oh I all I, I, okay, he's got like a daughter that gets abducted or something like mm-hmm. that. Played by
1: Alyssa Milano, a really, really young Alyssa Milano. Oh,
0: wow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I remember there's a scene where he's like carrying a fucking tree on his shoulder. That's all I remember. Those two facts are the only things I remember of that movie.
1: He is like nuts in that movie because it's like, okay, so I'm telling you, you got to rewatch Commando. It's a total (laughs) guilty pleasure because it's Arnold at like, he's like, He's, like, his buffest, right, that he's, like, ever been. I mean, he's not flabby. He's, like, really, really buff. And he plays, like, this ex-military guy, and he's living on this, like, remote place with his daughter. And then, like, his former army uh, captain or whatever shows up, and he's, like, someone's killing off your team. You got to go, you know, figure this out. And the bad guys show up, and they kidnap his daughter, and they tell him he's got, like – I don't know, 12 hours, 16 hours to, like, do this mission for them or they're going to kill his daughter. And then he spends that time escaping to go and rescue his daughter. And it's just Arnold being Arnold, you know, and, like, killing people in crazy ways. And he jumps out of a plane. And, I mean, it's it's nuts. And, of course, you know, he saves his daughter at the end. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, duh. He saves his daughter at the end. But <laughs> – that movie is—it's a total guilty pleasure. Like it's so like ridiculous, but I love those '80s action movies. Like there's so much fun that and like Predator and uh, I mean I—I'm sure you've seen Predator. Oh yeah, loads of times. Oh god, that's a great movie. Get to the Chopper. Like that's a great movie. <laughs> the worst Arnold ever. It's a great movie. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I love all that stuff, but you know, I grew up watching it, so I love, you know, the cheesier, the better. I go nuts for it. Dude, I used to watch
0: Roadhouse constantly. (gasps) Oh my gosh.
1: (laughs) It's fucking (laughs) awesome. I love that movie so much. Oh my God. Dude, like, I wish we lived closer. I'd come over and I'd go on the couch with your kids and we'd just watch <laughs> movies because, like, that's not weird, is it? Like, I would just come over and we'd have a movie night because I love all that stuff. Wow. Why don't let oh my
0: God. kids watch Roadhouse? Are you fucking yeah, I know. I'm,
1: I'm a terrible adult. Like, I just don't ever let your kids watch Roadhouse.
0: But well, now Dalton's boning the doctor up against the wall. <laughs> Oh it god. takes a lot of quad strength, boys.
2: <laughs> oh my god! That's hilarious. I'm crying. That's hilarious. Yeah, that was a bad example. <laughs>
0: That's but a fucking Road excellent House movie, is- though. <laughs> I don't
1: care. <laughs> fun movie to watch.
0: When they're old enough, I will let them watch that.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like a rite of passage, man. You know, yeah. Roadhouse. It's
0: like I guarantee <laughs> you I'll make that same joke. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you better. <laughs> that's a <good> joke. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's a great movie. And then too, like um. Oh, Jean Claude Van Damme. Oh, my God. I'm such a sucker for any of his cheesy movies. They are amazing. They're life-changing. I love his
0: stuff. I used to watch Bloodsport a lot. I think Paul and I talked about that.
1: I th- yeah, you, I think you guys I'm did. Sure i yeah. yeah. I mean, none of them are good. Like, I'm not here to say that they're good movies. I'm here to say that they are ridiculous movies, and they're so much fun to watch. Like Jean-Claude Van, back in the day when he was doing those splits? Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, now, ho- now, hold on. Like, that's hard enough for us ladies to do. But I can only imagine, like, how difficult and painful that could be for you guys. <laughs> if like, you landed the wrong
0: way, it would definitely be yeah, bad.
1: Right? Like, you've got stuff down there to adjust. Like, that might, if you land wrong... You're not having any more kids. Like, like, that's it. It's over. Game over. Like, it's nuts. You
0: better hope they'll roll to one side or the other.
1: <laughs> Insane. Yeah. But, oh, God. Yeah. But, you know, I, I grew up on all that stuff. You know, I was born in the late 70s. And, and I can remember, like, real little watching Star Wars with my dad and my mom more well, like my dad, because my mom was never into all that stuff, but like Star Wars and Star Trek and um, classic movies with my grandparents, and yeah, movies were a big deal in my family. Like we we watched a lot of you know because we were like we were six kids, not six, What am I saying? Six kids. We were four kids. <laughs> I invented two kids. We were four <laughs> kids plus my parents. We were six. And um, you know it's expensive to take. I mean, you know, you have a family. It, it's expensive to take four kids to the theater yeah. um, all the time. So, you know, we wouldn't go to the theater often. We would we would go to the theater like maybe once or twice a year. Like it was a big deal for us because we would go to the theater and like we would get popcorn and it was like a big thing. Um, but the rest of the time, like we would watch a lot of movies at home. We had a huge library and we would – back then it was like VHS and even Betamax. We had Betamax too and – um Oh man, we would watch a ton of movies growing up and my dad being a big sci-fi fan. Uh I remember watching like the the original Dune. I watched that movie like a lot as a kid. Maybe that's why I'm so weird. Like That's a weird movie. That's a weird movie to let a kid watch. <laughs> like it's a really strange film. But um I mean you and I have talked about Dune before, like how yeah. much you you enjoy that. Um yeah, I mean, but, like, I watched all that stuff, sci-fi and, and all that stuff growing up and then, you know, watching all those 80s, like, action movies, and ter- Terminator, Terminator 2, um, all that stuff. I loved all that stuff. And I still do. Like, I have that that hits that big nostalgia button for me, you know? Like, it just reminds me of, like, I don't know, like, as cheesy as it sounds, like, a simpler time where – it was just, yeah. you know, I was young and and didn't have to worry about anything other than not letting my parents catch me watch a movie I shouldn't be watching. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that glorious lack of responsibility.
1: God, I miss those days. I think it's so weird to me, like, as kids, and I'm sure you experience it now, too, like, with, with kids of your own. Like, when we were kids, like, we couldn't wait to grow up right? Like we would add on, I'm almost seven. I'm almost eight. Like I'm almost this age. And then when I get to be that age, I can do these things. Like for me, like growing up, 13 was a big age for me. Like that was like a big marker for me because my mom had said to me when I turned 13, she would let me wear makeup. And that was all I could think about. (laughs) When I turned 13, Rebecca wanted to wear lip gloss and mascara. Like that's what she wanted to do. And I remember turning 13 and putting on like my lip gloss and my mascara and feeling like such an adult. Like, and I was so proud of myself. Right. Like I felt like so, I felt like, you know, the shit, you know, or whatever. And (laughs) and, and then, you know, and then you hit a certain age and then you have all these stupid responsibilities and you're just like, what the hell was wrong with me? Why did I want to grow up so fast? It's ah, uh, it's so weird. Like, do you like you must see that with your own kids now though too? Like,
0: yeah. And <sighs> I, I remember that when I was a kid because I, the younger you are, the more timeless the summer break from school feels. Because mm-hmm. when you're a little kid, you don't need to have much of a concept of time. And the older mm-hmm. you get, and the more you have a concept of time, that was the the faster the summer break would seem to go
2: mm-hmm.
0: and and now as an adult it's like i mean the kids get their summer break and for me i just watch it and i'm like oh my god it's gonna be over for you guys so fast <laughs> and yeah. i always ask them that at the end of it i'm like did it seem like it went by fast and mm-hmm. usually they they'll they'll tell me no
2: mm-hmm.
0: and what well, was funny too is like because w- when aiden first started going to school and he was going back he was all excited about it <laughs> you know, like, oh, I'm just so excited to get back to school. And yeah, those days are gone now.
1: <laughs> Aiden is, is your older son?
0: Yes. Yeah. He's going to be 10 in uh, January.
1: Oh, wow. Wow.
0: Yeah,
1: it's <gasps> crazy to me. Double digits. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's so weird. Oh, my, oh my goodness.
0: <laughs> it is very weird to me. Right? I, I can't believe that I've been a parent for going on 10 years. Wow. And they're still
1: alive. Like you've kept them alive for 10 years. That's awesome. Yay. I I can't even keep a plant alive. Like it's probably (laughs) a good thing I don't have kids. (laughs) 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 Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's really like I just like I just turned 40, right? I turned 40 last month. And oh my, it was like the weirdest thing to me was the weirdest thing to me to turn 40 and I was just like is that even possible like how am I 40 it (laughs) was like when you're a kid like you have these ideas in your head of like where you're gonna be when you're a certain age and like what you're gonna do and then of course life happens right and things don't always go the way you plan and you know so I don't know I just I thought like at 40 like I'd be a mom, I thought I'd have a family, like I have a husband, I have kids, and I don't have any of those things, and it's like, okay, that's weird, so plan B, I guess, like what <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's just like, it's such a milestone number, like I, I guess it shouldn't be, but it kind of is, it's a milestone number, 40, it's weird, and I see my parents, like my parents are like 65, and I'm just like, how did that happen? My parents yeah. are, like, old people. Like, what's going on old people? <laughs> Sorry, anybody who's 65. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, like, the weirdest, weirdest thing. Aging is, like, I don't know. It's, like, I've never done drugs, but it's pretty trippy. Like, I'm pretty vanilla when it comes to that stuff. Like, I know you've had people on and talk about, like, all kinds of stuff they've done. And I'm, like, well, pretty vanilla, unfortunately. So... <laughs> I don't have any crazy drug stories to tell you
0: <laughs> that's okay you don't need to go down the rabbit hole
1: okay <laughs> <laughs> i just more have thoughts about aging that's really my no but, i mean
0: thing. you're totally on the money there like i am i turned 37 this year and mm-hmm. what you were saying like how like how did i get this old and it's like yeah at this point it's it's almost 20 years now since i graduated high school and it's like wow that's that's fucking crazy, <laughs> you know. Like it shouldn't. It doesn't feel like it's been
1: that long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't. Like, I, I, it's been over twenty years for me at this point that I graduated high school, and I can't believe that. Like, I graduated high school in '95, and then I hear like people who weren't even born in '95, and I'm just like, how? What? How is that even possible? Like, it just. What? It just seems so strange to me, but. Yeah, I mean, there's, it's just so weird. It's just so weird. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, n- next year, 2018, that marks the year when you know, like, everybody born in the year 2000 is now an adult.
1: Oh my god! Can't <laughs> <laughs> <How's that? laughs> help at all. Like we're <laughs> all screwed. We're all fucked. <laughs> it's just terrible. <laughs> I am. Um, I mean, I even think back to like, like so, like in in 2001 you know, here in New York, we had the terrorist attack, right? 9-11, the big one. And I grew up, I I grew up here in New York. So the Twin Towers for me was always a huge landmark. And um, I've been to, I had been to the Twin Towers many times. Um, In in the summer, there used to be like a free, free music there, like in between the towers, they used to have like A free they used to have like they they put up a stage and they'd play like free music during the summer, and you could just go and dance or listen or whatever. So to me, like the Twin Towers was like a huge landmark, a big part of my life as a New Yorker. And then in two thousand and one, of course, you know we had the terrorist attack and the towers were destroyed. There are people, there are kids born that have no memory of that. Yeah, and that just it's like insane to me, like something that meant so much to me doesn't mean anything to somebody else. And it's not their fault. Like you, 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 no one controls when they're born, of course, but <laughs> somebody born like in 2001, like it just doesn't mean anything because they weren't alive during this time. Yeah. And you know, like just, just a couple of weeks ago we had, we had two other terrorist attacks here in New York. You know, we had a bomb in times square Thank God it didn't do more damage than it did. And we had another one of a guy who shot, who drove his truck into a crowd of people and started firing. And
0: that's scary. uh,
1: It is scary. I'm not going to lie, Joe. Like, I mean, uh, it's so, it's like I've lived here in New York my whole life. I don't know any other place. I don't know. I don't know what it is to live like where you live, like more rural and just more away from the city. Um, I know what it is to visit those places, but not to live there. And so for me, like living in New York, I mean, we, we've had terrorist attacks as far back as the nineties and even before then that I can remember at least in 93, we had a terrorist attack that um, was again at the twin towers, but that didn't bring them down obviously.
2: yeah,
1: um, But I mean, I don't know. It's just a part of life. Like, and I don't mean to be blase about it, like, you know, whatever, but it's something I think about. Like sometimes I'm on the train and you know, you're underground and, and, and you think about it. Like, it's hard not to, (laughs) it's hard not to think about it, but you know, if I stay home and never leave my house, like that's not life. It's not living. Not at all. It's, It's not like I could stay at home and, and I could have a gas leak in my house and, and that's it my house blows up like there's no safe place anywhere. Well,
0: ex- exactly. <laughs> so and, I don't know, if,
1: I just I don't understand
0: people that because they're hurting in some sort of way that they want to hurt people that are completely unrelated to their pain. Like that's the thing about terrorism that I don't understand. I understand hating something and wanting to destroy you know that thing but Mm-hmm. Can, can that thing that you want that you hate and you want to destroy how how can that be you know like a, an elementary school full of children or you know even a a, a building that's just full of people that you know they I mean it, that's just their fucking job they just had to go to work that day and then mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they get killed because of ideology it's it's fucking strange to me i it's it's part of human nature and human behavior that I don't understand because I can't relate to sociopaths um i i I don't even want to intentionally do something to hurt somebody's feelings, let alone like intentionally physically hurt them and so it's right. just something that i I can't wrap my brain around and for for a while in my life like I was caught up in the well, if I don't understand it, I'm going to be able to defend against it. And so I had a, a concealed carry permit, and I carried a gun everywhere I went, right. and and I didn't even. But then that led me down to even further roads of paranoia, where I'm like, "Fuck, I don't need to carry a gun everywhere with me." I mean, what, you know, who knows? Maybe someday I'll be in a scenario. You know, I pray it doesn't happen, but you know, fuck. It's just it's life's. I mean, just because the world around me is so crazy it it doesn't mean that I need to let it infect me with its darkness. Do you know what I mean? And you
1: know what? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. As, but you know, maybe, maybe that's me just fucking trying to put rainbows on a world. That's got a lot more darkness in it.
1: You know what it is too? Like, to like to kind of bring it back to star Wars there was a really great line in that movie, and I know there were some people who felt like it wasn't earned. I thought it was really a sweet line. Uh, it's kind of toward the end where Rose stops Finn from doing his suicide mission, like to take down that that cannon at the end. No, no. And and he says to her, like, why did you stop me? Like, why did you do that? And she's like, we're not going to win this war by killing what we hate. It's going to be by saving what we love. And you know what, Joe, like that line, I don't know, it really, it touched, it touched my heart in a really weird way in the sense of that's kind of how I've just always tried to live my life too, in the sense of like, not to be as naive and think that like, you know, oh, love is like, as the Beatles sang, right, love is all you need, like, I'm, I'm mature enough to understand that you do need more than just love, but I feel like if you're going to base something on anything, why not base it on love of something or someone rather than how much you hate something or hate someone like that, that I don't understand either. Like my, my grandparents, my grandparents, um, fled Poland after right after world war ii they were victims of nazi germany and not because of their religion or or because of anything other than the fact that they just happened to be born in poland and germany invades poland and takes over and makes everybody their slave right my grandparents survive it they're liberated and they come to america right and you know that, that's how I came to be here, right? My mom was born here. She meets my dad and boom, here's Rebecca, right? I grew up knowing the story of, of my grandparents. Like I understood what they survived. But even through all of that, like my grandparents and my parents tried to really instill in me this idea of you have to show love to people, even people you don't agree with have to show them love because you don't, when you, when you start hating somebody or something, like to kind of bring it back to Star Wars again, it starts you down a bad path. It really does. It does because it's so easy to hate something. It's easy to find all the wrong things. I could sit here and talk to you for a couple hours, Joe, and and I might be able to say, well, I don't like this about Joe. I don't like that. And, and, and you could say the same thing about me. Well, I don't like this about Rebecca. I don't like that about Rebecca. But w- how much more constructive is it for me to say, you know what I really like about Joe? I like that he is positive. I like that he's passionate about what he loves. I like that he loves his family. I like this. I like that. It's, maybe it takes more for someone to look for the good, but it's worth it. And and I don't know if that's naive of me to say that, but I, until the day I die, God willing, I will live my life that way. I will look for the good. I will look for the positive in everybody and in everything because it's easy to hate. It's easy. It's it is. So It's so easy to hate and say, I hate that guy. I hate what he does. I hate this. I hate that. It's harder to look for the positive. And if there's anything I've learned in life, it's that the easy road is not always the best one. Sometimes it is the harder one that you need to travel down.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That is a much better way to look at the world. I mean, how much better would it be if, if we could get mass amounts of people thinking that way? I mean, that's the sort of thinking that would eradicate fucking wars and pettiness and greed. Yeah.
1: You know, Absolutely. basically the the
0: worst in human emotion.
1: yeah, that's why like to me, like when I see stuff like uh, when I saw those images of like people in this in, I think it was Virginia, and it was like this huge Nazi rally in Virginia, I mean, this is the fucking United States,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and Nazis. I mean, Zig Heil, Joe, I lost it. Like, I'm, I'm tearing up now. Like, to, to think that, like, to think that my family fled that, and then they come here, and it's here again.
0: It's dark. It's, it's dark, and it's something that should not be happening in America. It's in,
1: terrible. It's in terrible.
0: The fact that the, the laws that make America great, the laws of, you know, freedom of speech and stuff. And they can find a loophole around to claim freedom of speech while they preach hate. It's, it's so fucked up. And I, I'm so sorry that you have to deal with that. And, 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 and your family, you know, with what, you know, the history and stuff like that. It's, it's, it's fucked up. America's going through a really dark time right now.
1: Oh my God. I just, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I I don't consider myself a particularly political person. Um, I stay, I stay, I stay abreast of what's happening just to kind of know what's happening, you know? And, but, oh my God, I can't, I get physically ill when I see the president's face. I get physically ill that this person represents this country. I,
0: yeah. I don't get it. Well, it's <laughs> it's not right. And in the, the the team politics that are in play with it, the fact that he's not calling out Nazis, like immediately saying this is fucked up. This has no place in America. And like he's like dancing around uh, saying it's it's so weird. I I do not understand this fucking president's motivations. And I further don't understand the legislature that's letting it continue to happen just because their guy, the supposed, their guy, the guy that has an R behind this fucking name is the one that's in there. And then with some of the shit that they're trying to pass right now, like with their fucking tax plan that's going in Ugh. and with the net neutrality bullshit. And and the one thing that, that I keep saying is like, well, what the fuck do you expect when you get a bunch of fucking people with that much wealth and and that little empathy in positions of power, of course they're just going to stack the deck in their odds and fuck yeah. the low class and and fuck the middle class you know it's 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 just not it's not what this country's meant to be in my opinion and
1: I, I couldn't agree more <laughs>
0: it's it's so it's so wrong like America was meant to be the place where everybody's supposed to get a piece of the pie and instead it's like the A long time ago, this super smart kid that I went to school with, he ended up graduating in like the top 1% of the nation or something like that, top 1% or 2%. Super smart kid. He wrote this little essay paper called The Dark Side of Democracy. And I think in retrospect, it was more about like the dark side of capitalism. And it was about how, you know, like just this... Incessant need for wealth and everything, and uh, he was kind of basically laying out what's going on right now. That when the the rich people get in power, and they're able to just kind of stack the deck in their odds, and they will just continue to hoard wealth. And I don't know I remember, I, like I read it, and like a lot of it went over my head, but it really kind of spoke to me at the same time. And I showed it to my dad. My dad read it. And he's like, "This is some commie bullshit." <laughs> <laughs> It's like now knowing a little bit more about political structures and stuff. It's like, yeah, that probably was. But um, I I really think that like all out socialism is bad. And I think we're seeing right now that all out capitalism is kind of turning out to be bad. And so I think you need to have some sort of mixture of both. But, I I I don't know how it should be. I, I don't have any fucking grand ideas. All I know is that what's going on right now doesn't seem fair, and it okay. it, it seems like it's really fucking over people. The it, it's it's fucking over the most vulnerable people in our populace, and it's it's. I mean, nobody said that the world's supposed to be a fair place, right? But right. but if America was supposed to be this better thing, and we're supposed to be the wealthiest nation, then why does it feel so fucked up?
1: It's uh, so, I mean, you I mean, I said it earlier, you know, I, I work in medicine, right? I've worked in medicine for a long time. We're going on almost 20 years. I've worked in some form or shape. I've worked for a hospital or for a doctor or for a clinic something. So I've seen, I've seen people at their at their worst. Like I've seen people when they are in pain. I've seen people when they are scared when they've just gotten told that they have cancer and that they don't know what the chances are. Like I've seen people at their most vulnerable. And then I've seen hospitals and doctors because it's a business. Like don't don't get it twisted. D- Doctors may say they go into medicine to help people. And I'm sure that there is absolutely a part of it, but it's also to make money because it's, it's like a business. It's like any other corporation hospitals and doctors are out to make money. Just like the guy who's selling beer in the corner store. He's out to make money. He's not here to help people. He's there to make money. And that's, that's the way capitalism works. Okay, great. The problem then becomes when people who are, do not have the insurance that they need to get life saving medication and treatment. Well, it's like, how come, because you make less money, you are less deserving of life. Yeah. I, I cannot for the life of me wrap my head around that one. Who who's in charge of that? Who's in charge of deciding who deserves life and who doesn't? Like I I'm when it comes to things like medicine, I lean towards socialist medicine only because I've seen what these insurance companies do to patients. I have seen insurance companies deny a test to a patient who has every Marker, every warning sign that this patient most likely has cancer. And I have seen insurance companies deny to pay for a test that will diagnose them. It's
0: unbelievable. Because
1: because they, according to them, it's not necessary. And I've seen the same patients walk into you know, radiology places and put down a credit card and say, whatever it costs, I'm paying it because I have kids and I don't want to die of cancer when I'm 30 fucking five years old. And I don't get that Joe. I do not get it. I, I who decides that that person is not deserving of life because you start talking about shit like that. And, and we're right back to Hitler. We are right back to Nazi Germany when, when Hitler decided you are deserving of life, but you are not. Who the hell appointed you in charge of anything? Like, it, it gets me so riled up. It gets me so angry and I get really passionate about it. And I guess that's probably a good thing in my field when I have to like try to help these patients get these tests paid for. But it makes, it breaks my heart when I have to tell patients that I'm sorry, your insurance company will not pay for this medication and there's nothing I can do about it. Like wow, it's be breaks horrible my,
0: news. It's terrible, that'd Joe. It's so I hard to it. give that sort of news. Oh I, wow. I,
1: like it's it's tough. I've I've my my biggest problem in in all aspects of my life is I have a huge heart. I really do. I have a huge heart with a lot of love in it. And in some ways, like it's really good. But then in other ways, it's really bad because here I am, like, getting all worked up over people I don't even know <laughs> <laughs> that don't have health care. And, like, if it was up to me, I would make sure that they did. Um, and it's my, my stupid big heart has gotten me into a whole lot of romantic trouble because it's willing to see past, you know, flaws and, and things like that to the good in somebody. Yeah. <laughs> So, I don't know. I wish I was more heartless. I really do. Like, I wish.
0: I've (laughs) had that thought a lot of times, too.
1: (laughs) I wish I didn't. Like, I feel. Oh, my God. This is turning into Dr. Phil. (laughs) I, 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 I mean, like, I'm. I guess, like, if I had to describe myself, it would be, like, I'm I'm somewhat empathic in the sense of, like, I feel other people's emotions. Like, I don't think I can read people's minds and shit. But, like, I think I – like, if, if I'm talking to somebody and they feel sad and, and I can see in their face that they feel sad, like, I start to feel sad. And if they start to cry, I start to cry. You know what I mean? Like, and if they laugh, I laugh. Like, I bounce off of other people's emotions. And so – when I meet people who like are kind of sad or people who maybe are like lonely or looking for like a friend or looking for someone to talk to, I think that's why people are drawn. I think that's why I get drawn to them or they get drawn to me or whatever, however it works. And, and I, I, it's led me down, you know, sometimes I've met really great people because of it. And then sometimes I've met fucking weirdos because of it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah i can relate to that
1: oh my god so it's like yeah
0: <laughs> no i'm that same way there was um for a while there was this dude who would talk to me all the time at work and it wasn't somebody that i worked with on a regular basis but i'd have to like a couple times a week i'd have to go and kind of bead over where this dude was at and like he would just stop what he was doing and he would come over and just start telling me about his train wreck of a love life about how his <laughs> wife was divorcing him and, and all this shit and and now she's seeing this guy and and blah 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 and like the guy wouldn't read my body language at all like i wouldn't even like be facing him when he's talking to me and like i mm-hmm. got like one step foot down like i'm just waiting for a break in the conversation and i'm just gonna be like oh man, that's Soxia. <laughs> and just start walking, where it's like, okay, this is not the best way to leave this conversation, but this guy's not gonna stop, and, like, I can feel him, like, diminishing my fucking soul <laughs> while he's, like, talking to me, because it's like, dude, you cannot download all this fucking awfulness on me out of the blue, because it's like, I would just feel awful for this guy, and it's like, I don't even know what the guy's fucking name was. <laughs> but, really really oh really gosh. but i knew his life fucking sucked because every time he saw me he had to tell me about it <laughs> it's just like oh and so finally one day i talked to like another person around there and he was like oh yeah so and so yeah he does that to everybody just tell him shut the fuck up and he'll walk away <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not that person oh, <laughs> like, God. Like, like chin up pussy <laughs> you know <laughs> like i can't fucking do that
1: you know <laughs> it's it's like so it's like we were talking about before we started recording right this happens to me all the time i'm on the train going to work or wherever i'm going <laughs> and i mean i cannot i i put out the vibe of do not talk to me i've got i've got big earphones on big Big old Sony earphones on, excuse me, I'm listening to music or podcasts. I've got sunglasses on. Everything about me says, do not talk to me. And out of everybody in the train car, someone will sit next to me and they will start talking to me. And I swear to God, Joe, I don't know what it is. (laughs) I don't know what it is, but it is this, this vibe I put out that says, come and talk to me. And Tell me all your problems, because I'll understand. And I don't know how to turn it off. I don't even know how I turn it on. Like I don't. I don't know how it works. Like I don't know.
0: You just have a resting face that says I'm receptive. What
1: is that? So, I, okay, I'm on this job interview one time, right, with this crazy lady, this crazy doctor. She was insane. I'm so glad I didn't work for her. So we're, I'm sitting in her office and she's interviewing me and and we're talking and she's asking me questions and I'm I'm, I'm answering her and I'm trying to like yeah you know, you're on an interview you know so you're trying to project the most <clears throat> excuse me the most like professional you know thing that you can do and I'm in the middle of saying something and she interrupts me and she says there's something about you that I just want to crawl on your lap and have you tell me a story. <laughs> 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 she said that to me. <laughs> and I was just like, I like paused and I was like, please don't. <laughs> she said, no, no, I won't. But I really want to. You have this very comforting vibe. And I'm just like, Oh my god! How uncomfortable I,
0: did that make you?
1: Oh, incredibly, <laughs> like incredibly uncomfortable. I mean, if it had been a guy, I would have been like, "Goodbye." Like, yeah, you know, you know, I felt like, okay, if this lady tries something, you know, I, I could take her. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty strong. Like, if I had to, I could knock her over and run out of here. You know? <laughs> I feel like I could take her if I had to. <laughs> it was uh, these are the kinds of people I attract Joe. I mean, I'm st- standing what a weird waiting- thing for a
0: person to say in a job interview. What
1: is that? Like, and uh, <laughs> standing waiting for a train out of nowhere, drunk old guy comes up to me, looks at me, and goes, you know what? I really miss my dead wife, <laughs> and he starts talking to me for ten minutes as I'm waiting for the train, and I'm too, and I feel sorry for him because he's old oh, and I feel horrible drunk. for
0: laughing at that, but Jesus.
1: I mean, like <laughs> he's old and he's drunk, and I feel sorry for him because he's lonely. So what do I do? I stand there and I talk to him. Oh, really? Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. It's all, Oh, so what happened to your wife? And, and we have a full 10 minute conversation where he just rambles on. Like he just needed to talk to somebody, I guess. And there I was like, like a beacon apparently. <laughs> and I mean, this happens all the time to me. It's really weird. It's so weird. I don't know what it is. It's just strange. Uh,
0: yeah. I, I don't get it that bad. So you win. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I, don't, it's, I don't know. I think it's just pe- people tell me it's like I, I get a lot of stuff where people tell me like, oh, you remind me of my cousin Alice. You remind me of my aunt Doris. Like I get lots of that kind of stuff that I remind people of other people. Um, I just I don't know. I guess I have that face, that personality. I don't know what. And and it's like because I remind them of someone that they know, it's like they think they know me. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, they feel like they can just talk to me then. And I'm so polite that I'm just like, oh, okay. Uh huh. Uh huh. Because, <laughs> like, I just, I and mean, I feel bad that they were like, oh, maybe they're really lonely or whatever. And then I just talk to them. It's very <laughs> weird. <laughs> yeah, I make friends wherever I go, and some of them are not wanted, but there you are. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe the world would
0: be a better place if everybody was more receptive like that. But yeah. uh, maybe I
1: don't know. Um, <laughs> it's just really, yeah. I mean, even like, ah, uh, it's just really, it's just weird. It's just really weird. I don't know how to explain it. And I mean, I have tons of train stories. You know, all kinds of weird shit that happens in New York on the subway. Even today, today I'm still coming home on the train. I get on and there's lots of empty seats. Lots of empty seats. And someone gets on at the next stop and where do they sit? Right next to me. Right <laughs> next to me. Why? 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 Why indeed? Why? What are you doing? Look at all of these empty seats. <laughs> Why you guys sit right here? Why do you got to sit right next to me? <laughs> what what is that? <laughs> I don't. I attract the weirdos, Joe. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I don't know how to turn it off. I don't know what it is. I don't know.
0: <laughs> years ago, I was doing um, this job where I did like window tinting and uh, blind installations and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was putting up some blinds, and I think it was a uh, like an Arby's it was either an Arby's or a KFC. And it was right on like the main drag that goes through downtown Cedar Rapids. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so there's like lots of foot traffic. And generally when you're driving through there, you see lots of real fucking weirdos walking around, you know, for Cedar Rapids, you know, weird weirdos for Iowa, (laughs) Uh, You know, big city (laughs) in Iowa standards anyway. Right. And so I'm walking out and I'm loading my step ladder and stuff into my van. And I see this guy walking towards me and he's talking to himself. And I'm like, Oh, this isn't a good sign. And, like, he locks eyes with me and just makes a beeline right to me. And he's like, you can never find a cop when you need one. I'm like, okay. (laughs) And he, like, launches into this story about how his ex was cheating on him with his best friend. And then when he confronted him about it, he got punched in the face. And so that's what he was looking for a cop for, to report this assault that just happened because he was now found out that his wife was cheating on him or whatever. And, like, I'm just trying to get oh this guy away from me, right? <laughs> he ramps it up. And he's like, you know what? The goddamn bitch gave me herpes. <laughs> I'm like, oh my why God. are you telling <laughs> me this? Get away from me. <laughs> you fucking walking human herpes. Like, It's fucking gross. <laughs> why are you telling this to strangers <laughs> in fucking random KFC parking lots? So, yeah. <laughs>
1: it does happen. <laughs> Sometimes the weirdos will find you. <laughs> now, wait. I, you know, I, I have a question for you, Joe, because I am like, you know, I live in a big city where I could go days and I don't see my neighbors. Right. And you live in a smaller town. Like, do you know? And I'm asking this for like, I'm not trying to be snarky or like, you know, smart. But like, do you know the majority of people in your town, like no. by face, by name? Or is it, is it not that small?
0: No, I live in a really small town. Um okay. but like I just choose not to know very many of my neighbors. Like <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> like the the one people who live right across the street from me are real wonderful and the people who live right behind me are really great. And all the other people around me, like there's like a rental property across the street and a rental property down the street, and then the house next to me that um I remember a long time ago I told a story about a neighbor of mine that was like the that we called the uh walrus or something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think I remember that. Okay, I yeah. So, that.
0: so Walrus, dude, he, 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 um, so his house got flooded in 2008, and he ended up taking all of his government money and, like, spending it on pot or something like that. And that's what he told <laughs> me. He, like, literally told me this. It's awesome. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you have kids. I'm like, what the fuck? Why are you making your kids live in this house that doesn't have fucking walls in it? You fucking weirdo, trashy oh motherfucker. God. And, uh, so anyway, that house sat derelict after they just walked away from it it just sat derelict for the longest time and then these people moved in that are fucking god real weirdos they're like a couple that's in like their 60s or their 70s Mm -hmm. and yeah they have I don't know if they have foster children or if they just had one girl that was a foster child but it was it was a little African American girl and they changed her name to Norma because the old dude's name is Norman and they wanted oh her to be god. named after him.
1: Oh my god. Yeah, I'm not gonna talk to them.
0: <laughs> I'm not going to talking to them. No way. Oh my god. Oh, and then one time the lady came over and said something like she was like a, accusing us of being racist or something like that. And like I was just looking you? at You? Yeah. Yeah. And I was oh just like looking at her and I'm like I don't know what you're talking about. I was like, there's a reason that I don't talk to any of my neighbors. There's a reason that my children don't play with the other weirdo kids in the neighborhood. <laughs> it's like they don't go to school with them. Yeah. I open and roll my kids many miles away. <laughs> like, I don't want anything to do with any of the fucking weirdness going on in this fucking neighborhood. I'm going to stick to myself. I like these people. I like these people. And I'm not talking to any of the rest of you fucking Jerry Springer rejects. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> I'm not shitting you. These people will be no, barefoot I, out in the street yelling fuck you at each other in the height of summer. Oh my God. And I'm just peeking over my privacy fence, being like, I thank God I have this <laughs> privacy fence.
1: <laughs> Silently judging them all. Yeah. Mm, I'm judging you.
0: <laughs> okay, so my one neighbor's across oh, the street, man. their house got wiped out after the 2008 mm-hmm. flood. And so they put in a prefab home so like a trailer home right and it's on yeah. a raised foundation so it looks like the taj mahal of fucking trailer homes right and they've got <laughs> an american flag and a confederate flag hanging right outside their door <laughs> it's oh my like, god it's like oh, i don't want to go have conversations with you <laughs> fucking weirdos it's like you're in iowa
1: <laughs> yeah i don't when i think of the south i don't think of iowa like i did not i'm not expert in geography but i'm pretty sure i was not in the south
0: (laughs) yeah i don't know like i didn't have a problem with the confederate flag being on the general lee and that sort of shit but for the most part Mm -hmm. i think a lot of people who are like hey it's southern pride it's like whatever you don't like black people
1: yeah exactly i I,
0: I don't care i don't care you can try and talk to me about it all day (laughs) and change my mind but and like this is one of those things where it's like you know what if my if my opinion on the confederate flag pisses you off then that's fine but you know what it's a fucking loser flag okay you're waving a fucking flag for a side of the war that fucking lost get over it
1: yeah exactly if you
0: want to have southern exactly. pride be proud of fucking grits or something good
1: grits like, what are delicious fu- exactly
0: <laughs> i love
2: grits <laughs> I don't That's care. pretty good.
0: Okay, if you want to <laughs> fucking dislike me for that opinion, fucking go ahead. I don't care.
1: Oh, my gosh. Man. <laughs> That's the way I yeah, feel, though. Yeah, you know
0: what? Because I, I had Thank fucking you, friends Joe. in high school that would fucking do that Confederate flag shit. And I'd fucking tell them straight to their face. I'm like, dude, if that fucking black guy that you're fucking showing off your Confederate flag lapel pin to, if he comes over and punches you in the face, I'm going to stand off to the side and watch. I do not have your back when you're a fucking racist. Okay,
1: <laughs> get that through your thick fucking Ex- shaved head. Exactly. Exactly. Like it's it's shocking to me. Um, it's shocking to me that um, in 2017 we are still fighting about this. Oh yeah, like it's crazy. Wh- why are we still? Fighting about this? Why are we still fighting if women should get equal pay for equal work? Why are we still fighting about people of color having equal rights or not having their rights trying to be circumvented or suppressed? Why are we still fighting about this? Like, it's twenty seventeen. Yeah.
0: Why are we we still fighting the idea that America is supposed to be a melting pot? I It's like what the uh, fuck? America stood for all these brilliant things at the turn of the century and then marching on through the first couple world wars and stuff. And we just got so wrapped up in fucking in, in hate and just looking inward and, and being, it's so fucking gross to me. I just, I, I don't like it.
1: But you know what, even if you go back, like if you go back to the very beginning, right? When, you know, that whole fable of like the first Thanksgiving and all that business, which is all just made up and whitewashed and, and sugarcoated with a bow on it to make people feel better. But that whole time period when people from another country showed up to this country and basically said, this is mine now, and slaughtered people who had lived here for generations saying – if you don't worship my God instead of your God, I'm going to kill you. And if you don't believe what I believe, I'm going to kill you. If you don't um, speak the language I speak, I'm going to kill you. I mean, America was founded on nothing but, but blood and hatred. I mean, I hate to say it like I, I, but it, it was, and you, you look at the history between the native Americans and, you know, you think about like, like, and in, in the 1800s and the 1700s, what we did to the Native Americans of this country is it's it's beyond disgusting. I mean, it is it was genocide. Oh, yeah. They tried to wipe out an entire race of people like. Like, I don't mean to sound like, God, how do I say this? Like, I, I'm not one of these people who is like, you know. I'm proud to be an American, and I'm not one of these people who says I hate America. I don't. I'm very aware that I was born in a country, and I have a lot of rights and privileges that other people in other parts of the world could not even dream of having. I have rights as a woman that women in other countries do not have, and that that does not go over my head. I understand that, but neither am I blind to how this country started. I I, I can't. I can't believe the whitewash lies. We all believed them when we were six and we made those, you know, hand turkeys and 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 in school and we talked about the first Thanksgiving and how you know the Indians shared their food with the pilgrims and everybody lived happily ever after. That didn't happen. None of that happened. We told ourselves a story to make us feel better about stealing land from indigenous people.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: I mean, I'm just I can't, I can't, I don't know. I just, I can't sugarcoat it. I mean, I swallowed that pill like we all did when we were little. We all swallowed it and we all believed it because it's, it's, it was the nice, pretty story. But when you get older, you got to educate yourself and say what really happened? Like, what was the real story? And, and I mean, look at something as iconic as like Mount Rushmore right like it's a, it's 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 a national landmark people go there all the time and they they snap pictures and it's amazing and it's four of our founding father presidents and you know wow it's amazing Mount Rushmore is a sacred mountain to the indigenous people of this country and we literally we literally carved the faces of their oppressors into their holy mountain. Like, can, like <laughs> it, it, that, that blows my mind. Like when people say that they're angry and, they're, and they protest and they, and they say that that flag does not represent me, I get it. I get why you feel that way. Because what a slap in the face. What a slap in the face. Like I, that's insane to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think we've gone too long with just like this (laughs) fucked up class that has been ruling us that just doesn't relate to the vast majority of what the population is. And and I, I mean, it's been going on for a long fucking time. And it makes you wonder if if most of it is just coming to light right now because of things like the Internet and it's just so much harder to hide. This sort of mm-hmm. stuff in this age of information and, and instant communication that we live in now. But I mean, yeah, like what you're saying about with Mount Rushmore and the oppression of the Native Americans and stuff, you're and and that shit doesn't stop. Look at, no. look, at look at that stuff with the the uh, Dakota Access Pipeline. You know? Oh my
1: god, don't even get started on all that. And I then mean... and then the fucker
0: blew a couple months ago and spilled like hundreds of thousands of gallons of oil all yeah. over the ground, and it's yeah. like, yeah. This is why they were just, fucking protesting just, you assholes.
1: Just what they said was going to happen, it happened. But because but because they're brown people, like that's okay. And can we talk about how come Flint, Michigan doesn't have clean water? Can we talk about why Puerto Rico, which is part of the United States, does not have running water after the hurricane? and electricity in all places? I I mean oh my god. I'm I'm I mean this I have to control myself on Twitter, Joe, because I'd be on there all day just yelling at people. Like it just it gets me so fired up because it's it's just so This is what I mean like when I say like I have a big heart. I've never met any of these people, but oh my god, my heart is broken for them yeah like that's that's not fair why why should you have to suffer just because you were born in a part of the country that somebody who lives hundreds of miles away decided was not as important as other parts of the country? I just like it blows my mind i don't it understand. blows my mind too
0: it blows my mind that that there can be so many people that have that much wealth hoarded and at the same time they can be so completely heartless i mean what the fuck do you need like multiple giant houses and yachts and and all this shit when there's so much fucked up stuff in the world that could be getting fixed and i i don't know but i'm very much the same way you are like i don't know these people and it it makes my blood boil to think that people are getting treated like that. And and yeah, I was cavalierly making fun of people in the South and my neighbors and calling them Jerry Springer rejects and stuff like that. But really I still don't want anything negative for any of those people. I want the best for everybody.
1: Sure. Yeah, of course. Like you, you would hope that like, you would hope that people would maybe come around and say, Hey, you know, um, wow. Maybe, maybe my attitude, you know, wasn't the best. Maybe, maybe I could learn something here. And I feel like there's just not enough people who are willing to say, I feel like there's not enough people in the world willing to say, I don't know. I I don't know something educate me. And because people don't want to look stupid. People don't want to look ignorant. People don't want to look like they don't know what they're talking about. So I think there's a lot of people who don't know something and they just pretend that they do because they don't want to look like an idiot. I think it takes a lot of humility and I think it takes a lot of courage for someone to say, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that experience is. Please teach me about it. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, I, I only know my life as, as Rebecca living in New York. I don't know what it is to be a person of color living in Mississippi. I don't know what that means. It would be stupid and ignorant and, and arrogant of me to assume that I do know. So teach me, show me, help me understand what am I doing that, what could I be doing better to, to, to maybe help somebody else. But there's not enough people that are willing to say that. I mean, it's hard for me to say that. Like, for me to say, like, I don't know something. Because we all like to pretend we all know everything and we all know what we're talking about. (laughs) But it it takes a lot more humility to say, I don't know that. Please, you know, someone teach me. Someone help me.
0: Yeah. No, it's – we're living in very strange times right now, Rebecca. We sure are. I mean (laughs) (laughs) – Just (laughs) – Have you – can you remember a time with them when there was this much just like open hate and vitriol like online?
1: You know what it is, Joe? I, I grew up in a time before the internet and, and maybe you remember too before oh, the yeah. internet because you're not that much younger than me. Um, I clearly remember no internet. I clearly remember not knowing what people in other parts of the world were doing or having for lunch. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I remember those <laughs> days, right. I remember going into a phone book and I remember looking stuff up in a dictionary. Like, it, I'm sure that will be shocking to people like Finn Dietz Creek, but you know, yeah. there, there I was a remember pay time. too, you know, I do too. <laughs> I remember beepers. I had a beeper, man. Like that was the thing to have. I was not oh, a drug yeah. dealer, but I had a beeper. Right. So I remember, so I feel like there was always this much hate, but we just didn't know about it because you were exposed to your little corner of the world. I mean, before the internet, right, I'm talking to you on Skype, right, which is an internet or it's a a program that lets me in New York talk to you in Iowa across time zones in real time, right? And you're recording this and you're going to put it up on a feed where people around the world can listen to it. That's nuts, right? That's crazy that that happens that way. But before all of that existed, I would never know what Joe Stark in Iowa thinks about, you know, XYZ. I only know what my neighbors think. So, yeah, like I remember a time when there wasn't that much hatred, but we weren't exposed to it. I feel like now with the Internet. It's like it's just out there. Like you've kicked over a rock and there's tons of bugs under there and they're just all full of hatred and anger. And it's
0: Oh, that is what, a perfect you know? metaphor.
1: Well, thank you. I was quite proud of that myself. Oh, no, I mean, uh. and it's
0: it's really accurate. I mean, that is what it feels <laughs> like. People it's, just get this level of keyboard comfort and they just oh god, they just open up.
1: Do you um do you watch South Park at all? I haven't
0: in a long time, but, but I'm a big fan of what they do.
1: Okay. Me too. I'm a huge fan of South Park. I think they're hilarious. I think they're so I think they're so like totally like what's happening right now. So there was a whole storyline, maybe like one or two seasons ago, where I think it was Randy. No, it wasn't Randy. Oh crap. I'm so bad with the names of these characters. It was Kyle's dad was a troll on the internet <laughs> and it was a whole season, of story arc about trolling on the internet and they would just get online and they would just say stuff, you know, Oh, you're fucking ugly. You should kill yourself, you know, stuff like that. And, and they presented it of course in a satirical funny way. Cause that's what South park does. Um, but it just sort of, is like, it's that idea that there are people out there That will tell a perfect stranger on the internet to kill themselves because their picture is ugly. Yeah. Like, it used to be back in the day, and I read an article about this like a long time ago, but it used to be back in the day, if if I – okay, if I was a bully, right? And I bullied you and I said something terrible to you, right? Your face would change. Like you would say, you know, you would, you would be hurt. So you'd have an expression on your face and I see your face and there's supposed to be that trigger in my brain that says, I said something that made him feel this way. And that was not right. And it's supposed to make me feel a something like a guilt or that was wrong right Mm -hmm. but behind a keyboard i can't see your face i can't see your eyes so if i type to some random stranger you know kill kill your yourself because you're so ugly i don't see how that hurts them
0: yeah yeah that's Oh, man, it it just seems like it's a it's a cycle that will be hard to break as we become more and more technology reliant.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, I think that's one of the reasons why, like, I was always so drawn to things like Star Trek is because, you know, so far advanced they're in like, you know, the 24th century and they've got all this technology, but they didn't lose the ability to t- talk to each other. They didn't lose the ability to connect with each other. And they still preserved the past and valued the past. And But I, like that always gave me so much hope, right? I would say, like, oh, man, in the future, we're going to get it right. We're going to get it right somehow, you know? And, and even though we're going to have all this amazing technology, we won't lose that ability to talk to each other. And, but I feel like we have lost that ability to talk to each other.
0: Yeah, at least civilly.
1: Exactly, at least civilly, because there is no more civil talking of if you disagree with somebody. And, you know, because emotions get high, emotions, people get worked up. and, And but it doesn't mean that you should call people names. It doesn't mean I mean, wasn't that like the first rule we all learned in kindergarten? Right. Keep your hands to yourself and don't call people names like yeah. that was like day one <laughs> keep your, you know and and i feel like somewhere along the way like those rules stopped applying or people stopped applying them and i don't know if everyone just kept their hands to themselves and didn't say mean things to other people <laughs> like if we would just figure it out like it would be good <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: exactly exactly What's well, funny is that you can take all this that we're talking about on like this, you know, national level with real horrible implications and stuff like that. and You can turn it right back to our little group in the leftover army with oh, with people's yeah. opinions on freaking movie reviews and shit like that, where it's like, oh. like the most inconsequential of things and people who are normally, you know, so civil and friendly with each other. But when you get competing <laughs> opinions on something you're passionate about. You know, wow,
2: people yeah. can get so
0: people can get so weird about it, like yeah. um, <laughs> like yeah, I know the supercast guys have been getting a bunch of shit for saying you know, not being all gaga over um well, then over the last jedi. I think that- but
1: that's their opinion. Totally. Like just, it's their opinion. <laughs> and just because somebody has an opinion doesn't mean you're obligated to feel the same way. It doesn't mean that you have to agree. It doesn't mean you have to disagree. It's a movie. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, like right? You enjoyed Justice League, me. Not so much, but here we are. We're still talking like friends, you know, because I can appreciate that you enjoyed that movie for what it was, and that's totally fine. But, oh, God, it's just people get really worked up over stuff. And you're right. Like, certain things are really close to people's hearts. Star Wars is very close to a lot of people's heart. Like, Star Wars is like the end-all and be-all for a lot of people. And and I get it. Like, I mean, you brought someone on here who wanted to argue about Star Trek. I could argue all day about it. You know, I mean it's <laughs> that's that's my passion. So yeah, it's I get it, but uh yeah, it's just an opinion, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> just an opinion.
0: <laughs> my dad is a huge fan of the original Star Trek series. And mm. so I grew up where when whenever those reruns were on, he was excitedly wanting me to watch it with him. Mm-hmm. And uh so yeah, I mean I'm not I'm not as far into Star Trek as I am into Star Wars. But sure. but I, I really, really like the idea of it. You know what I mean?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And I, I've been meaning forever to go back and 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 rewatch uh Next Generation because I remember catching it you know, bits and pieces when it was on TV
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and, um, and yeah. And then, I don't know, every time I hear you, (laughs) you and like Vitaly and, uh, old man (laughs) shooty and stuff, go on, go on, you know, bits talking about it. It always makes me so stoked to want to go back and watch it again.
1: (laughs) Aw, the first two seasons are not great. Um, season three is where it really takes off for next gen. Um, season one and two have like their moments, like little gems of, of episodes but a lot of it is crap um, and then season three is when it really takes off but I'm I'm really also an original series fan um, I, I don't I, I know you mentioned like your dad would like really watch them but I, I get that it's not for everybody because it's very dated it's very 60s and a lot of it is very campy um, the buttheads but then episode again, oh yeah <laughs> But you know what I get? I get I I love campy. I love the '66 Batman. You know, and like every time I hear Jordan talk about like, oh, it's not my thing, and blah blah blah. I get it. He's too young for it, and he didn't grow up with it. I grew up with it. Uh, That I used to watch that after school. I used to watch the '66 Batman. I loved it. I absolutely adored it. But I love camp, and I love corny. I, I loved, oh, gosh, I used to watch reruns of The Partridge Family. <laughs> oh, God, did I love that show. <laughs> and that was a real campy show. That was a real corny show. <laughs> but, yeah, like that just goes back to my nostalgia stuff, you know. I, I Because, my you know, my, my parents were born in their early 50s. And when you're a kid, you know, you don't watch or listen to what you want. You watch and listen to what your parents are doing. And and so yep. I grew up. Yeah, that's why I grew up watching Star Trek. And that's why I grew up listening to like the Beatles and Elvis. And my dad would put on Led Zeppelin. And I grew up listening to that because that's what my parents listened to. And it, it's weird because like don't get me wrong, when when the 90s hit and I hit my teenage years, I was all about the boy bands, and I was all about New Kids on the Block, and like, because I, I, that was my thing, you know, but I have, I still have this love for that old stuff from like the 50s, 60s, 70s. Um, Even though like the 50s and 60s is before my time, but I have a love for that stuff, because I grew up listening to it and watching it. I could I could put on like a ton of stuff from like Every night, my mom watches reruns of um, Perry Mason. Uh, they show it here on a channel called MeTV, and I'll usually watch it with her. The old black and white Perry Masons. I love that stuff. Like, it's <laughs> Good stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've never watched those, but uh, one of the other ones that, that Dad used to watch all the time that I'd end up watching with him was M.A.S.H.
1: Oh, I love M.A.S.H. Nash
0: is a great show, <laughs> so I grew up like thinking Klinger was funny for dressing like a girl sure. <laughs> you
1: know, to try and
0: get like booted out and all that shit and uh, that is totally mm-hmm. true what you were saying though is that like the a lot of the stuff you're exposed to as a kid is what your parents
1: are into, mhm. Yeah, absolutely. You don't get to choose what you watch. Parents choose. You watch yeah. what they watch.
0: <laughs> God, if I could go back and edit some of those choices, it been like, 90s country, out. Oh, man. <laughs> Fuck Trisha Yearwood and Garth Brooks and shit. I'm not listening to that in the fucking car.
1: <laughs> Thankfully... Thankfully, my parents were never into country, so
0: I don't. <laughs> I I never grew up listening to that stuff. <laughs> oh gosh, that stuff got huge, like especially mm-hmm. in, like the Midwest and stuff, in, in around that time. Sure. And oh my, I remember in it was either seventh or eighth grade. One of the things they made us do in PE was line dancing. It was awful. We had to listen <laughs> to Achey Breaky Heart and learn how to line dance. <laughs>
1: Oh my god that's amazing. It was never a video that exists. I uh, want to see this. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> that is magic. I love that. <laughs> it's <is> so gross. <laughs> it's break, yeah. Don't get me wrong, like, I remember when all that stuff hit. Like even up here in New York, like Garth Brooks gave a free concert in Central Park years ago and it was packed. Like a lot of New Yorkers came out to listen to it. Um and I think, I think if I had huge. to He is still a big the big name. I mean I think I I for a time I think I like had his greatest hits album maybe and I listened to a bunch of them. I think I could handle his music, but that's really about it. Like I I can't yeah, I can't get into the twangy stuff, you know, that oh, I'm just, that's, that's not for me, you know it's just, but then again, you know what, you can't judge what I like, because I listen to, you know the right stuff over and over on repeat you know, <laughs> I've been listening to it since 92, so I mean, you can't really <laughs> go by my taste in music
0: <laughs> My younger sister had a framed New Kids on the Block poster on her wall when she was oh, little
2: I'm Jealous <laughs>
0: Cause so, I, I remember she got that one and I got a Bart Simpson poster that was framed behind glass.
1: Nice. God, I can't My remember what, man. That, that could
0: have been what he was saying. It was something, it was some line like that.
1: Um, so when I was a teenager, you know, new kids on the block were, were like, you know, they were actually new. And I remember listening to them. I had the audio cassette, right? And I played that over and over and I must've worn a hole in it. Like I just played it over and over again. And I begged my mother to please take me to a concert. My mom, not my parents are both very not social people. Um, I have no idea why I am the way I am because my parents are completely antisocial. So they (laughs) never, my mother never took me to a new kids concert. And when they broke up in 94, I was devastated devastated because i was like i'll never get to see the vibe and it was just the end of the world for me right (laughs) junior year of high school my life was over because i was never going to see donnie Wahlberg on stage right (laughs) fast forward to um i want to say like maybe 2000 and i forget now when they reunited but they reunited right And, oh, my God, I was over the moon, and I couldn't believe it. And when they reunited is when I went to, like, I don't know. I've been to, like, five of their reunion concerts now. And I've (laughs) been on the – oh, God, I've been on the New on the Block cruise twice. (laughs) (laughs) A little laugh,
0: (laughs) but I'm happy for you. (laughs) It's
1: okay. I don't mind. I laugh at myself. And you know what? Donnie Wahlberg hugged me and kissed me on the cheek. And all I can say is that 14-year-old Rebecca – would have died. I did <laughs> die in that moment. I was a grown ass woman and I died of happiness on that cruise ship because Donnie Wahlberg hugged me and kissed my cheek. Like Aww. that was it. That was it for me. And I I I just, you know, you get on the block, man. That was my jam because you know that is the time I grew up in. So I love that stuff. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I've been to a bunch of their shows now, and it's the weird thing is it's all women my age in their forties. We're all screaming <laughs> like nut jobs, and these women now have kids of their own. They now have daughters of their own who are like in their teens, and and you you know they they bring their daughters with them, and it's it's such a great moment because even though I don't have kids, but I I, I see that moment of like the mother and daughter connecting in that, in that moment over this this boy band thing. And it's just, I don't know, it's something special and magical about it. It really is. And I know that sounds silly, but it, it really is like a special moment because it's like this was the band I listened to when I was your age and now you're here with me and I'm your mom and you're listening to them too. And it's insane and it's new music and, you know – it's just, it's a special thing, but it's a bunch of, you know, 40 something year old women <laughs> screaming their heads off. <laughs> it's, it's nuts. And I tell you something, those new kids on the block cruises, man it is all women and gay men and a few long suffering husbands. <laughs> and I, I, don't know how do it. I don't know how these men do it. I feel bad for them, but, uh, I'm sure their wives make it up to them later You're on. Right. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> They're in the middle of it that night. And he's like, did you just oh, call me Donnie?
2: Shut up, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Don't talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's terrible. It's like,
0: oh, well, it's happening regardless. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So like,
1: in fact, I can remember, oh, my God. Oh my god! So I can remember going on a cruise, uh, the New Kids on the Block cruise, and I think it was the second one I was on, and there were more husbands on this one because I think the husbands were catching on, like their women, like their their wives were going, and they were like revved up and all horny because they were like teenagers <laughs> again. And they were like, "I'm missing out on good sex. Like, I, I should be there because this is good. You know, this is going to benefit me, right?" And and I'll, so it was like the second night of the cruise, and every night is like a big party, right? And a big concert, and the guys and they perform, and it's like, it's like a, I don't know, it's 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 incredible, and it's fun, and I drink a lot, and it's great, and and so the, <laughs> I think it was the second night. And in like the front by right by the stage, there was this this woman and her husband, and one of the guys, w- w- one of the the, the the band guys, like looked look, looked at the husband. And he was kind of just there, like yeah, I'm here, I'm here, and and he like said to the husband, like hey, you doing all right? Like you you hanging in there? And he's like, dude, I'm gonna be great tonight. Thank you. Thank (laughs) you. And it was hilarious because he was like, you are welcome, my friend. (laughs) Just name the kid after me if that happens. (laughs) (laughs) Like, is yeah. (laughs) So the husband started catching on. I should go on these cruises. (laughs) That made me think of
0: Ben Affleck's character in Mallrats. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Where they play that video (laughs) of of him with the (laughs) 15-year-old. And he's like, "Who's your favorite new kid? <laughs> <laughs> call, call me Donnie. <laughs> oh my
2: god!
0: Yes. It's terrible. Oh, back when Kevin Smith used to be able to write brilliant things, you know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god! Oh man, I'm telling you, the the it's it's real. Like, like the, the hysteria is still there. You know, we're all just a little older, but the hysteria is still there. <laughs> and, um, I do the it's, need
0: to scream?
1: <laughs> I don't even know, Joe. Because
0: that I'm, goes I'm, back to the Beatles and Elvis and stuff, where it's like, what is this?
1: <laughs> I know. Isn't that weird? Like, I, I, um, I have done my fair share of screaming at concerts. <laughs> I've lost my voice at concerts because I am screaming my head off. Um, I don't know. I, I think it's just the excitement. You get swept up and you're, I don't know. I, I think it's really just the excitement of it all. At least that's what it is for me. It makes sense. And um, Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, oh my gosh, that's crazy. <laughs> Who gets on the blog? <laughs> <laughs> so have you gone,
0: didn't they team up with one of the other boy bands?
1: Oh, they did! I went to that concert too. Because they they, they had a fun. They had
0: the name that combined them both together, right?
1: NKOTBSB, New Kids on the Block. (laughs) It's okay, you can laugh. New Kids on the Block and Backstreet Boys. I went to that concert, and I went to another tour they did called the Full Package Tour. (laughs) So it was New Kids on the Block, Ninety Eight Degrees, and Boys to Men. Holy shit! That. There were some babies made that night, Joe. Right? All, that's all I could say. Because <laughs> boys to men get up there with their, you know, I'll make love to you business. And then there's rose petals falling <laughs> from the ceiling. The and then 98 Degrees gets up there and they're singing their little boy band music and, and uh, all this stuff. And then New Kids gets on. Everybody's going nuts. I'm telling you, Joe, there were babies made that night. That's all I have to say about that. Because... <laughs> That was, a, that was a fun concert to go to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been to a lot. I've been to a lot of their shows. I went to another one they did in Jones Beach uh, here in New York. I went to another one at Nassau Coliseum. That one was like one of their first shows they ever did as a reunion tour. And Lady Gaga opened for them when she was like nobody when like she was like no one knew who she was, she opened for them. And that was I actually saw her in concert like I don't know, five more than five years ago now, probably more like ten years ago. And um yeah, she was weird back then too. But <laughs> but she was great singer, you know, and it was fun to have her open for them. But um yeah. Yeah. I'll probably go to more of their concerts too, as long as they keep putting them out. I'll probably go to more <laughs>
0: I think the last concert that I went to was in 2002.
1: Oh, that's a while ago. Who did you go see?
0: Uh, it was uh, Three Doors Down was headlining.
1: Oh, neat. Yeah. I've never it, seen them in concert, but I, I, I used to like a lot of their music. They were like about twice as heavy
0: uh, seeing them live than they were on the album. It was really, really, really cool. Oh, that's um, neat. Yeah. At the time, I was uh, the girl I was dating... Um yeah so yeah, I I took her to that concert and then I think we broke up a couple weeks later.
2: And oh, I like, might like, have well, been glad, a glad I
0: paid for that ticket. Thanks oh, a lot. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I met I met Lindsay like almost immediately right after though so it all worked out.
1: Oh, you see that's that's good then. You know, that's that's yeah, it worked out for the best then.
0: But yeah, that's I, awesome. I I think like the two big things that keep me away from going to concerts is it just seems like they're ridiculously expensive and I'm not just buying a ticket for me. I would also be buying a ticket, you know, probably for my wife to go also. And so then it gets kind of pricey and then it's going Mm -hmm. to be, you know, probably pretty freaking crowded and I'm not huge on crowds and it's going to be so loud. I'm not going to be able to hear myself think. And so then it all comes to this conclusion of Jesus, you've gotten really old and you're not even old yet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I just oh want God. things the way I like them. With it, not too loud. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Back in my day, the concerts weren't too loud, and we liked it. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I let me tell you Sunday I am just like more often than not on a Saturday night. I it's like seven, eight o'clock, and I'm sitting on the couch, and I'm debating. Is it trying to put my pajamas on? Because I kinda wanna go to bed now. And then I feel so mad at myself. I'm like, it's Saturday! You should be doing something fun. What's wrong with you? And then all I want to do is go to sleep. It's terrible. Hey, being well
0: rested is fun. Okay. (laughs) That is dope as fuck. Being well rested. Maybe I I want to lay in bed at eight o'clock and read comics on my phone.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So what? Yeah, it's, it's, oh gosh, it's terrible. Like last night. Okay. So last night, um, well, yesterday afternoon I went to go see star Wars at three 30. The movie finishes. It's like six ish. My friend and I go have dinner. Um, by the time we're done, it's like 10 minutes to eight. It's early. And we're both like, "Oh, let's go home." Like we're so tired. <laughs> and I was just like, "I am so ashamed of myself. This is terrible." I was like, "Should we get a drink?" And she was like, "No, let's just go home." Like <laughs> we like uh-huh. we we're trying to like invent like maybe we should, let's stay out a little longer because it's you no, know, it's the weekend and oh god, it's terrible. It's just oh, I'm so old and. It, <laughs> it's just, but you know what I haven't been to a concert in a while myself, and i I would love to go to a concert um again, but it's like like you said it gets expensive and I mean for me it's just for me, but it's it's expensive, and then uh, then you gotta like you gotta get dressed up and then you gotta go out and then you gotta be loud music and <laughs> it's <just> too much. <laughs> Maybe I'll just stay home and watch YouTube videos. I'll right? do that instead. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. Well, oh, But you oh, know what? Like like Oh, the- go ahead. <laughs> I was I was gonna say, like, along the line of like concerts, like I used to go to Broadway more often too. Like I used to see Broadway shows more often here in New York. Um and I haven't done that in a while because all the damn tourists buy all the tickets. And and there's none to be had for the shows that I really want to see. Because these tourists buy them all, and and then <laughs> it's, there's, like, nothing left. I haven't seen Hamilton. I am I would love to see Hamilton, but th- there's no tickets available because it's sold out for, like, two years – Almost not two years, but it's sold out, like, six months to a year in advance. Holy and then shit. Scal- yeah, yeah. And scalpers – this is the thing. Scalpers are selling tickets at $600 a pop. Oh. $600. 600- and you know who's buying them? Tourists. Tourists are buying them. So they're paying 600 bucks to go sit in Broadway and see a show, see Hamilton, which is like the show to see, and I can't buy a ticket because there's no tickets to be had unless I want to pay $600, and I cannot justify that. Like, for $600, you better let me live in this place for two months.
2: Like <laughs> Right.
1: Like that, that, that's my rent. I have to live here now for two months. So like, I, I can't, I just have to, I just like too bad for me. So, you know, I, I don't see like the big shows, but like, what's good is like, I do see a lot of off Broadway stuff, stuff that's like not super popular, but sometimes that stuff is like way more interesting because you've got actors in smaller roles doing one man shows and you see more interesting stuff that way.
0: I've seen a couple musicals when I was in high school, and I really enjoyed them seeing seeing them live versus mm-hmm. you know like just seeing it like on TV or something like that. This some it is really special actually seeing it live. How much does like a so if they're scalping it for six hundred, how much would that ticket go if you were just actually buying it at the box office?
1: So it depends on where you sit. If you want to sit in the orchestra, like. So if you want to sit like closer to the stage, those tickets are going to be between one hundred and fifty and two hundred, depending on the show. The further back you sit, it, they get a little less expensive. Um, and then if you sit way upstairs in the back, in the last row, which is generally where I sit, <laughs> those tickets will generally be, depending on the show, uh, maybe maybe sixty and change. Um, maybe less if it's not a terribly popular show. Um, I I usually just sit way in the back because they're cheap, and um, I even used to do standing room uh, tickets back. Uh, they used to, I don't even know if they still do this anymore, but you used to be able to buy a twenty dollar ticket at the box office, and it was a standing room ticket, and you would just stand in the back. And then halfway through the show, if there were any empty seats, the ushers would seat you in those empty seats. Um, and if there weren't, you just stood the whole show. But I've seen a couple of shows that way. Um, I don't even know if they still do that anymore, to be honest, because it's been so long since I've been to Broadway. <laughs> but um, I, I agree. Live theater is a very special experience. And and you get to see really interesting stuff that way. I saw Denzel Washington years ago on Broadway doing a production of Julius Caesar. And um, – That was really special because, I mean, how often do you get to see someone like Denzel, you know? Yeah. And um, after the show, he came out and he stood by the stage door and um, he he signed everybody's playbill. Everybody. Like, the line was really long and he signed everybody's playbill. He took pictures with everybody. Super nice. Smiling the whole time. Never looked tired. Like, I'm sure he was exhausted, but... He never had an unkind word. He thanked everybody for coming. I mean, that's like that was a special experience, you that's know. Awesome. Like that was that was really neat. Like it was really cool that you know we we got to meet him for a second. He signed our playbill. That was that was really cool. Um, but yeah, like I even but I just recently saw like John Leguizamo was doing a one man show on on Off Broadway, and I saw him in that, and that was great. It was it's called Latin History for Dummies, and um incredibly good show you know do, uh, do you know who who john leguizamo is right oh yeah yeah okay um he does this whole show about what he learned about latinos in american history and stuff that he didn't know that they don't teach in school and um he presented it in a really unique one man show kind of way and it was so brilliantly done i really enjoyed it very much um It was great. It was great. And it's it's those, those intimate one man shows where I'm intimate quote unquote, because it's still in a theater, but you just feel like it's more intimate because it's just him on stage talking and interacting with the audience. And I, I love that kind of stuff. You know, I, I, I enjoy live theater a lot. And, um, yeah, I wish I could do more of it. I wish, I wish tickets were cheaper. I wish tourists didn't buy them all. <laughs> I wish there, I wish there was more uh, for, I wish there was a chance for me to see more stuff. But um, Chris Evans is coming to Broadway in the spring. <laughs> Ooh, you already got your tickets reserved. I I I I have an in with somebody who's helping me out with that. Yes. <laughs> good for you i don't know joe i might I, I might get arrested for stalking i don't know because and if i do you know just know that i loved you all very much but i just, i don't know what's going to happen <laughs> but chris evans is coming to broadway in march and i will be there come hell or high water i will be there <laughs>
0: so how have the tourists been there lately
1: Ugh, they're terrible. <laughs> I see them all. Um, you know what it is? It's Okay, so it's almost Christmas, and it's almost New Year's, right? So everybody wants to see the tree in Rockefeller Center, and everybody wants to see the lights in New York, and then people come for New Year's, which I don't understand. I really don't get it. New Year's in New York, I, I don't understand why you would jam into Times Square. It is freaking cold on new year's eve number one number two once you get once they they let you into the area like where the ball drops you can't get out like they like the the cops set up pens like 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 their cattle and they put you in there right and it's it's for protection against terrorism etc so they put you in there and you can't leave once you're in which means You can't leave to go to the bathroom. So there are people who get there really early and I don't know how they're handling their needs, but I don't know. But they're there and it's freezing cold and you got to be there all day and then all night for them to drop this ball at midnight. But the, the, the city is packed. I mean, it's just packed. There's so many people everywhere. Oh. And, and it's just, ugh. And they're from- it sounds uh, awful. It's terrible. <laughs> and you know like, what? It's terrible. Where I work, I work near Central Park. So a lot of people are there because they want to see the park. Uh, and they want to do those stupid horse carriage rides. Which, if you're listening to this- don't ever do those, those horse-drawn carriage rides in the park. Those poor animals are so abused. Please don't do them. And they're so expensive. It doesn't, it's, it's just dumb. And those poor horses have no life. Please don't do it. Anyway, PSA over. Yeah, it's so, sad. um, so they, people want to go to the park and they want to do the carriage ride. And then from where I work, it's about a 10 minute walk down to Times Square So the tourists all decide to walk down to Times Square, except they're all strolling because they think that they're back home in wherever they're from, where people just stroll down the street and have nowhere to go, where I'm just trying to get to work. I'm just trying to or get out of work and go home, and there's tourists just strolling along, (laughs) and I'm just like, must resist the urge to karate chop them (laughs) in the (laughs) back and be like, out of my way, you know, like (laughs) I want to go all daredevil on them and be like out of the way. I can't, you know, it's, it's impolite. So (laughs) it's just so many people. And again, me with my face of ask me anything, I get asked a million questions. How do I get to Times square? How do I get to this place? How do I get to that place? Do you know where this is? Do you know where, and I don't mind to answer questions. Like if I know the answer, I'm happy to point you in the right direction. But then it's like this weird thing where, like, if you see that somebody's asking someone and they seem to know stuff, like everybody's like, "Oh, that person knows stuff. Let's go ask them other things now, too." And then (laughs) it very quickly turns into an information kiosk. Yeah, like I start start charging for this stuff. (laughs) Like, you know, listen for ten bucks, I'll take you around the city and walk around, and you can see stuff. I'll show you fun places to go. uh, it's just, it's just a lot of people, and you know, this is the time of year where we get a lot of tourists, especially because of Christmas and and New Year's. And then after New Year's, it'll empty out, and it'll it'll won't be so crowded. And then it'll get crowded again as we get closer to summer, where it starts to warm up, and then all the tourists are showing up again. And it's and then they'll just stay here, and <laughs> they'll just keep coming <laughs> until next <laughs> Christmas. It's just it's never ending cycle. <laughs>
0: I do not understand people's like, I want to travel. I want to go see New
1: York. Why? (laughs) (laughs) Don't get me wrong. Like, excuse me. I, I mean, for as cynical as I sound, I do understand the appeal of coming here. Like I do understand people like wanting to see the Empire State Building and wanting to see like the UN and the Statue of Liberty and, and, I, I understand it. Like, I'm not ignorant to it. Like, I get that I live in a city where there's lots of landmarks. It's just that there's – people forget that there's people who live and work here. Like right. it, They think that, like, everybody's just on vacation. So it's like, no, I just want to go to work, tourist. I get that you're on vacation and having a good time, but I'm, I'm on my lunch break and I've got to get go back to my office now. So it's – I don't like ah, just, just step to the side, right? Like just, just move to the side. Don't block, <laughs> don't block the street. And then it's just so many people and the, it's just, the trains are so clogged and it's just so many tourists here. And then they're all like, especially people from out of town, out of state are very friendly, not like us New Yorkers who don't don't talk to each other, but like I was on the train the other day and this guy, this random guy from Mississippi struck up a conversation with me and he was asking me like where I was going. And I was like, why are you asking me where I'm going? Like, what is this? And then he was like, well, I'm here from Mississippi and we're going to Times square and we're going to see the stats and we're going to do this and we're going to do that. (laughs) And I'm like, Oh, okay. That's neat. And then like, but he's just telling me, and I'm here because I'm part of a Christian ministry, and we're doing this, and we're doing that, and, and, and tomorrow we're going to do this. And I'm like, oh, well, okay, well, you're giving me lots of information. Okay, that's interesting. you know. And, and it's, he's just being nice and polite and friendly like a human being, and I'm just being like, why are you talking to me? And it's, I don't mean to be rude. It's just like,
0: I don't want to talk to you. I know. I can totally relate to that, and now I'm trying to reconcile it with saying earlier, like, "Well, maybe if we all acted like that, the world would be a better place." Be like, "Oh, yeah, but the world's still full of stupid people."
1: (laughs) That's true, but see, like, if I was a little nicer and maybe a little less rude, like, and not even rude, because I always say New Yorkers, we're not rude; we're just very busy. We don't always we just forget sometimes to be polite uh, because we're just we're doing a lot of stuff and we forget. But, like, if I could just slow down for a minute, I'd probably be like I'd probably enjoy talking to that guy and not being like, "Wow, when can you leave me alone like because it's just you know with so many people around me i I have this instinctive desire to isolate myself by listening to my my iphone or or watching a video or or just shutting myself off from other people and I don't know. It's just—I think it's partly my personality, and it's partly living in a big city, because you're just surrounded by people. There's just so many of them. (laughs) There's (laughs) more every day. (laughs) Just so many.
0: I get irritated as fuck if somebody pulls out in front of me on a highway and starts doing 45 and a 55. I couldn't (laughs) imagine a whole like gaggle of idiots staring up at buildings when you're just trying to walk back from your lunch break.
1: It's—it's just. You know, I I don't know. Some days I I have more patience for it. And I I have more patience when it's like, when there's like little kids in the group and I see that like, maybe this is the first time this kid is like left wherever they're from. And, and they're seeing something so iconic that they've only seen like on TV and, and I, I take it for granted. I know I do. I, I walk by Grand Central all the time and Grand Central Station is a is a landmark. It's 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 been declared like uh, it's it's been preserved as a landmark, and there are people there who are just so in awe of it because they've only seen it on TV and in movies. And I walk through it all the time, and I should be more like, oh wow, like maybe this is somebody's first time seeing this incredible station that was restored to its glory, you know, pre-war, and. Um, it's just hard for me to do that because I'm surrounded by it. And does that make sense? Like what I'm saying? Like
0: yeah, it's no, it's it's, it's commonplace for you.
1: Exactly, it's commonplace for me, and I forget that it's not commonplace to everybody. And even when people ride the subway for the first time, like sometimes I'll have guests, they'll come visit, and I'll take them around on the subway. And I mean, I take the subway every day, so it's nothing special to me. But then there are people get on it for the first time and they're like enamored of it. They can't believe how amazing the subway is. And I just find that hilarious because I'm like, I hate the subway, but it gets me where I have to go. So, but I forget that for some people, like they don't have a metro system or one as complex as I have here. And yeah, it's it's weird. I, I, tr- I try to be more patient with the tourists. I really do. It's just... <laughs> it's just, they want to take a picture of every building.
2: It's
1: crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, oh, it is what it is. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I was talking, I was talking to somebody the other day and, and I was telling them that I had seen uh, the shape of water. It came out here in New York already. And they were like, Oh, it doesn't come out where I am for like till the end of the month. And I'm like, it's it's one of the benefits of living in a big city. Like we get these movies earlier, like these smaller release movies, we get them earlier. Um, and I forget that sometimes too, that like I see movies that other people are like, oh, it doesn't open here yet for like another couple of weeks. And I'm just like, oh man, like I should be more appreciative. Like I should be more like aware, like, wow, that's that's neat. Like I I have a that's like a privilege that not everybody has. And and um yeah, I, tr- I I don't know. I try to be more like aware of it. It's just hard to because it is very commonplace to me at this point.
0: Yeah, I, I can kind of relate to what you're saying because I'm on the flip side of that coin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of okay. amenities right. that we don't have here. Like, um, like people always talk about how cool it is to go and see movies in IMAX. Well, I'd have to drive like fucking two hours to go see something in IMAX. That's wild
1: to me. Yeah. That's wild to me, yeah. I'm not
0: gonna do that. I'd have right. I mean, it's like it's in the quad cities. That's like on the Illinois border. That's a long oh, friggin' wow. drive for me.
1: That is far. That is very far. Oh yeah. wow.
0: There was one in Cedar Rapids for a while, and it was I believe it was part of the science station. And so I'd mm-hmm. imagine that it was like one of those ones where they probably didn't show like movies on. It was probably more, you know, you can go in you know, see like a documentary about space or something, which probably would have been trippy Mm. as fuck to go see, but I never even went to that one. (laughs) But yeah, it closed years ago. So yeah, there's just a lot of shit we don't have here. I was in a way I was pretty fucking boring.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know what I think of when I think of Iowa, I think, (laughs) did you ever see the musical, the music man?
0: Uh, Yeah. A long time ago.
1: It takes place in Iowa, in River City, and you know he sings a whole song about you know being in being in River City, and whenever whenever someone talk about Iowa, it's what I think of. I think of I think of the musical The Music Man, and how he went to River City and he conned an entire town of people into buying instruments for a boys' band. Stupid Hicks. <laughs> But it's like, oh, like, so, like, for me, going to, like, a smaller town, and I've been to smaller towns. My, my dad's family used to live in a small town in Delaware called Greenwood, which, like, no one ever heard of. And then I've been to a small town in Minnesota called Moose Lake. I've, I've been to smaller towns. Um, and and I, I enjoy my time there because it is, it's quiet. Like I can like really feel like I can disconnect, whereas here, I never feel that way. I never feel like it's ever really quiet here. Just, just listen to any podcast I've ever recorded in the summer with my windows open, <laughs> and you will hear that Mr. Softy truck every 10 minutes. You'll hear the fireworks going off next to my house. You'll hear the kids screaming outside as they're running around. It's because it's never quiet here. And I And like part of me wants that. Like when I go to these like kind of away from cities, I enjoy that quiet for like the first couple of days where I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. And it's so quiet and I love it. And then like after like three, four days I start feeling antsy. Like, oh man, it's too quiet around here. It's too like, I need some, I need some noise. I need some hustle and bustle. Like where's the city? Like I, I start to feel antsy for that. Like, I don't know how to slow down. And that pisses me off because i want to slow down (laughs) like i want to like be able to relax and disconnect and it's so hard for me to do that i envy people that can do it you know what i mean like it it, i envy people that can just disconnect and have that quiet and and feel like their neighbors are really far away because i don't ever feel that way ever
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is a quarter to eleven here right now. If I were to okay. go out, if I were to go outside, it would mm-hmm. probably be the sound of silence.
1: I believe it.
0: It would just be wind and trees, and like occasionally there might be the sound of a car driving down first street, like a block over. Mm-hmm. And but yeah, I mean, I live in a really small town. I mean, it's a, I think it's a new moon tonight too. So if I were to go outside, I could, and if it were clear out, I'd be able to see a fuck ton of constellations even. Oh. It's cool,
1: we don't, we don't have stars here. Like, <laughs> didn't you say that you had two? <laughs> we have two stars that'll show up, but one of them could be a helicopter, so yeah, you, have that's to, like, right. you have to, like, it's like in, in that movie Madagascar. I think we talked about this before, yeah, but, like, totally. In that movie Madagascar, like, oh, look, the stars out. Oh, no, it's a helicopter. <laughs> that is real, dude. Like, that is real. Like, I the only time I have seen stars here in New York was back in 2003 when we had a blackout, we had a blackout, in three and there was no power and everything was dark. I saw so many stars. Cool. It was incredible. And because we don't get that many, we we don't see like maybe one or two. That's about it <laughs> because there's too many lights here. Yeah. Um, and that's what I love. Like, when I when I went out to Minnesota, I saw so many stars. Oh, it was gorgeous. It was so beautiful. And for those people that live there, like, that's commonplace to them. And And so for them, that's like, oh, yeah, like, whatever. The stars are out. But for me, that was, like, an incredible thing. And I don't know. It's kind of sad in a way that, like, seeing stars is, like, a special occasion for me. Like, that's – it's, like <laughs> – should just be like everyday life, but it's not. And yeah, it's, it's weird here. It really is sometimes, but you know, then, you know, then we, we have, I don't know, there's something also peaceful about in a weird way, there's something peaceful about sitting on, there's a part of, of Brooklyn, uh, called Brooklyn Heights and it's not terribly far from where I live. So I can take the train there and be there in about maybe, I don't know, 25 minutes, half an hour. And there's a place where you can like sit down and it looks, it overlooks the river. So you'll see across the river, you'll see the Manhattan skyline. You'll see the Manhattan bridge. You'll see the Brooklyn bridge. Um, I think you can even see the Williamsburg bridge. And then if you look the other way, you can see the statue of Liberty and you can see governor's Island. Um, There's something very, peaceful about being there at night and seeing the city all lit up and seeing the lights on the bridge. And even though you can hear the cars like below, below that part, you can, there's a, there's like, um, there's an expressway. So you can hear cars going, but there's something very peaceful and relaxing about that in a weird way. Cause you know that there's lots of activity happening around you, but it looks so damn pretty with all those lights. And I, I don't know, like when, when I think about like, maybe I'm ready to leave New York. I think about those nights where I can see the city like that. And I think maybe not like, I kind of want to stay here a little bit longer.
0: <laughs> it well, sounds like it's to- just very much wrapped up in who you are as well. You it know, is. I mean, that's your place.
1: It is my place. Like I have, I have grown up here. I've lived here. It's the only place I know. It's the only place I've ever lived. And, um, like there's a certain there's a certain comfort in that, right? Because it's like this is familiar. This is home. But then there's a certain antsiness that comes with that. Of saying like, man, I maybe I should go somewhere else. Maybe I should try living somewhere new. And and but then i I just feel like if I left New York, I'd just move to another big city <laughs> because i don't I don't know anything other than living in a city, and like the thought of living like living someplace more rural is almost scary to me, <laughs> like being so disconnected in a way seems scary to me because it's just not what I'm used to,
0: yeah, I totally know what you mean,
1: mhm,
0: I mean. I don't know, just having all those amenities right at hand and just having, you know, being used to that. And that picture yeah. you were painting, being in Brooklyn Heights and being able to see all that view, that sounds amazing.
1: It's, it is very pretty. Next time I'm out there, I'll take a picture and send it to you. Nice. So you can see what I mean. But it, <laughs> I can't wait to it, see that. Something special. It is. Um, but there, I mean, there are a lot of special things about New York. I mean, our food, um, there's tons of restaurants here. Like, that's the other thing. Like, I'm spoiled. I know that if if tomorrow I, I wake up and I say, you know what, I'd like to go have Ethiopian food, I know there's places I can go to and have Ethiopian food. Uh, if I wake up and say, you know what, I think maybe I'll I'll have Thai food, I know there are places I can go have really good Thai food, Indian food, food. Um, I can find anything here pretty much. And I do know that again, that is an amenity that not everybody has. And like that's another part of New York that I love is that I feel like I'm exposed to things that, that are not my own culture, right? I I'm exposed to foods and smells and, and flavors that I did not grow up eating, but I've come to love. And, and enjoy being a part of, and I don't know, there's just, I mean, there's something special about that too. And I'm not going to deny that. Like, I, I know it's, I know it's an amenity and it it would be hard for me to give that up. Like, yeah, it'd be really hard for me to do that. (laughs) I still stick by the, we have the best pizza. I don't care what anybody in Chicago says.
0: Yeah, because it's more, you guys got, like, the really wide, thin crust, right? That you kind of fold to eat.
1: Yeah, our pizza's foldable, and Chicago is a casserole. Yeah, I was
0: going to say, Chicago's, like, the deep dish, like a casserole.
1: It's delicious. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to start any fights. (laughs) I'm sure it's delicious for what it is, but it's not pizza. Such <laughs> <laughs> like snobs about it, like, <laughs> but like, or like, even something as simple as like getting a bagel and a coffee. There's nothing like a New York bagel. There really isn't, and a coffee from the corner bodega. There's nothing like it. It's its own thing, <laughs> and it's just, I don't know. It's just its, its own thing. <laughs>
0: it immediately made me think of Elf when he walks into that, that cafe. He's like, "You did it." <laughs> Best cup of coffee. Congratulations. <laughs> and then when oh he takes his goodness. date there later, she, she's like, it tastes like crappy coffee at a diner.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's There's... so funny. <clears throat> oh, man. I think I've watched that know. movie
0: six times so far this holiday season.
1: Oh, boy. Is it because your boys want to watch it or is it because yeah. you want to watch
0: it? No, it's because they watch it. <laughs> I'm just there.
1: <laughs> I know. You know, parents really are long-suffering. I think back on on what my parents used to like put up with too. I think I made my my dad watch Beauty and the Beast with me a million times.
2: <laughs> I'm sure I did.
1: Uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, parents put up with a lot for their kids. I get that too. I'm sure you've seen movies that you would not care to ever see again, and I'm sure you've seen them multiple times. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> it happens. I'm just so thankful that my kids weren't into like Sesame Street and shit like that when they were little. I never had to watch any of that. You don't like Sesame Street? I, I didn't watch it when I was a kid, and so like by the time I had kids, I was like, I really didn't like it, and I was like, I don't want to watch this shit. And luckily, I didn't have
1: to. <laughs> oh man, I, I grew up on Sesame Street. I'm not gonna lie, okay. but I, I grew up on the old school with like when Jim Henson was doing the Muppets. I grew up on that stuff, and I grew up on Mr. Rogers and um, Romper Room.
0: I remember watching Mr. Rogers when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. I love Mr. Rogers.
1: (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, parents really put up with a lot of stuff for their kids. Y'all are long-suffering for the kids, and that's really sweet. That's very special because – but I think that's why Disney and Pixar, they put so many adult jokes into their movies, because they know that there's parents there like, oh, God, what am I watching? Yeah,
0: it's going to go <laughs> right over that kid's head.
1: Oh, yeah. You know, I i mean, even something like Shrek. There were some funny adult jokes in Shrek. <laughs> that's a kid's movie. <laughs>
0: Oh my god! <laughs> I remember the first time I watched Shrek. I had no idea what the hell I was watching, but oh, I laughed so hard.
1: There were oh, lots man. of great
0: lines in that first one.
1: Shrek is. That first movie was so good. So good. I loved that movie. <laughs> and, you know, okay, so like you, you may not appreciate this because, um, so. You know, I speak a second language. I speak Spanish. So movies tend to be funnier to me in Spanish because they have to change the jokes to make it make sense for the culture and Uh um, et cetera. So the donkey in Spanish is hilarious. He's way funnier than English, I think, anyway. (laughs) I watch Shrek in Spanish. The jokes are so funny they it's it's just it's hilarious but a lot of comedy movies in spanish like i find them to be a little funnier because they have to like sort of change the jokes a little bit and etc but um it's 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 funny stuff like it, i think it's funny anyway but it's i i think i have a good number of friends who are bilingual and they say that they watch a lot of these like comedy kids movies, especially in Spanish, because the Spanish is hilarious. The jokes are funny. They're just so donkey makes all these jokes about his butt. Like that's what, what? a lot of the <laughs> jokes are about. Like he'll complain about something and be like, Hey, he's not like my, my butt, my butt. And like, like his, it's hurting or it's on fire or whatever, but it's, I don't know. It's just something's funnier about it. And <laughs> so, yeah, Shrek in Spanish is pretty funny. <laughs> But in English it's also very funny. But yeah, I, uh, I, I did enjoy Shrek. Shrek was a good one. I'm trying to think what the last like Disney cartoon movie I saw was. Uh maybe it was Frozen. Did you see Moana? Oh yeah. What am I saying? I did see Moana. I loved Moana.
0: Yeah. The boys were watching Frozen earlier, so I caught up almost the whole thing. Okay. But did- and I hadn't seen that one for a long time. I like Moana better.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Mo- Moana is like is way better. Um, gosh, I love that movie. It's so gorgeous. And what a great story. What a it's great music. And um, oh, it's just it's visually stunning, like the way it's drawn. And although it's probably nothing is drawn anymore. It's all computer, but it's it's just gorgeous.
0: No, the use of color in it and everything was great. The The music in it was awesome. I think at least a few times a week I sing that uh the the rock song, the, the You're, welcome. You're welcome one. <laughs> oh my god, it's just <laughs> it's just so good.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna lie, on my on my running mix is um Moana's song um Oh, what's the what's the name of the song? Where she sings about um oh i'm gonna it's gonna drive me crazy but i i have one of her songs on on my running mix about um how far she'll go and
0: I'm oh blanking on that it. is the really that yeah
1: um that one that one yeah um no one knows. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna sing it because I'm terrible. Um, but th- I don't that, know the words to it,
0: but I know exactly one. which one you're talking about.
1: That is the one that I um, often. Uh, it's it's on my it's it's on my on my running mix. I, I love that
0: song. <laughs> there was there was that one. You're welcome. Uh, shiny and then oh, the one shiny is my Oh Oh my gosh, that was so good. <laughs> and then the one that that uh, like they they sing like out on the ocean. When when she's having like the memory in the cave, and then they do it again at the end of the movie.
1: Oh yeah, about um.
0: No way, no Gorgeous. <laughs> I, don't the, I don't know how the rest of it goes because it's like not, is, <laughs> not English.
1: <laughs> that is a go- That's a gorgeous. The whole soundtrack is absolutely amazing, um, but that that song shiny. And that's like a great part of the movie. Yeah. When when that that crab and he's all like, I mean, he literally is shiny, and he's just <laughs> like like a disco ball. And you know who that actor is? That is, what's his name? Jermaine something or other. He was in that TV show Legion. Did you ever watch the show that show? No, was on fucking FX. Way. That's With, the, gu- the, that the guy. That was the guy that was like stuck in like yeah, the deep sea diver that, guy. Same actor. No. The Same actor. That's Can incredible. you believe that? Can you believe that that's like that's like insane? But it's the same actor.
0: Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Yeah, I loved Legion.
1: Oh, Legion was I did fucking too. amazing. Legion was great. <laughs> but you know, uh yeah, it was weird. It was really strange, but I enjoyed Dan Stevens in that a lot. Yeah. And I uh, uh Aubrey Plaza? Oh my god, I yeah. love her. She's what incredible
0: range she has as an actress she got to do a lot of weird shit in legion and she pulled it off great
1: i thought it was great um she she was wonderful i want to see her in more stuff like she's really great dan stevens you know i know him from downton abbey which i watched religiously um i have all the dvds I was obsessed. Uh, I loved Downton Abbey. I, I saw him in Beauty and the Beast. He was the Beast. I thought he did a great job. And then, you know, this too with, with Legion. But, like, real – I mean, talk about range. I mean, he goes from playing a guy at, like, you know, 1910 England to playing some kooky mutant in Legion to playing the Beast in Beauty and the Beast. Like, I mean, that's that that's range, you know. And, and he did, I thought, a great job in all of those things. And they're very different characters, of course. But – um, I liked him a lot in in that in that show. That was a great show. Yeah, <laughs> I can't
0: wait for that oh. next season because it ended oh. on a hell of a cliffhanger.
1: I know a that
0: heartbreaking sh- cliffhanger at that. You know
1: that show. I'm excited for season two. I'm excited for Westworld season two. Oh. I mean, I really did. Did you watch that one too at all? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I was obsessed with that one.
1: Well, have have you seen the original movie? No. With oh my god, that movie is very trippy cuz it's very 70s and it's got um Joel Brenner is the man in black. And um I I love classic movies, so I've seen Joel Brenner in a lot of different stuff. Um he was in the original Magnificent 7. I don't know if you ever saw that movie.
0: uh uh-uh. uh Okay. But I mean uh, I'm familiar with the concept though.
1: Yeah, yeah, he was in the original Magnificent 7. Um he did a, um, he was in The King and I, um, that's a musical, but um, anyway, he was in Westworld, the movie as the man in black. Um, and he was great in that. And, and that, that movie was very trippy. So when the show started, I was like, how are they going to go? Are they going to go trippy like the movie or, but they kind of did their own thing, which was like absolutely brilliant. I, I love that whole season. It was so good.
0: Yeah, I it, it, I don't know. I just can't even imagine what they're going to do for the next season.
1: I know. I mean, I'm guessing that like now that Anthony Hopkins is dead and like the robots have kind of taken over. I mean, there's like this robot revolution happening. I mean, I'm guessing we're going to see like fighting between the hosts and the and the humans, I'm guessing. But I, I mean, that show that first season was so mind blowing. I mean, who knows what they'll do. And that, that was like one of the first shows that I watched like the, like in recent memory that really made me think, like really made me try to figure stuff out. Like what is happening here? Like it, it wasn't just very simple, linear storytelling. It was very time jumpy all over the place. And it really made me think. Yeah. And it kind of set me on a path of, of shows that I'm like, okay, this is kind of new for me, but I'm going to go with it. And and I I like the way it, it took me. Like I I like that it. it kind of took me down a different path to try new things. And and there's just so much good TV. And there's so much incredible stuff that like you can just choose to watch whenever you want. My God, it's just yeah. And then Game of Thrones, which oh. we have to, you know, that's <laughs> another thing. Like. I binged that thing because I hadn't watched any of it, and I binged it, and then I was like, oh my god, now I have to wait forever! No, you have to wait. (laughs) I know, I was like, I didn't watch it week to week, I binged it to catch up, and then I I watched the last season after it finished, and I was just like, oh my god, why wasn't I watching this show all along? Like, it was so good. Yeah, I mean... But yeah, tons of great TV. Just, just tons. <laughs> A
0: lot of good TV that's on hiatus right now. That we're yes, to wait for, but thank so. God for Runaways.
1: Oh, I know. I'm just – and there's only, I think, four more episodes left. Mm.
2: <laughs> that's sad. You, I
1: know. Well, this is the thing. And Brian and I were trying to figure this out. Like some websites say it's 10 and some say it's 13. I, I think it's 10. Maybe. Um, if that's the case, there's only four left. Um but it's just yeah, I mean Runaways is awesome. There's another show starting next month, um, The Alienist. We were talking about that before, that I wanna watch and um and then hopefully like by that time we'll be ready like for Westworld season two to start up again and you know, watch some of that stuff. But yeah there's like oh man there's just so much good stuff to watch and there's all these like great movies coming out too like there's um i just saw shape of water and i i want to see the post and then i want to see this other movie all the money in the world that's coming out this year but it's it's the oscar run you know everybody's like releasing all their heavy hitters now so that they can consider for the oscar of course so
0: (laughs) yeah i think the next one i'm i'm really stoked for will be black panther
1: Mm, oh, yeah. Well, for sure. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> I, but I, I mean, I'll see all those superhero movies. I mean, we all do. Right. We all love that stuff. So I'll definitely see Black Panther. I definitely see Infinity War and all that stuff, because, uh, man, that's just amazing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh Well, man, it's got to be really late for you it's yes,
1: uh, after midnight here.
0: <laughs> and we're over <laughs> the three hour marks. We can probably wrap this up.
1: Yeah. So much for my, so much for reclaiming my crown. No,
0: just <laughs> that's fine. That is totally fine. You catch me when it's not a school night for the kids and I will stay <laughs> up super late. That, awesome. was, that was part of the perfect storm of Brian is I didn't have to get up early that next day.
1: Ah, and so it was okay. just like, all
0: right, let's just keep talking, man. <laughs>
1: let's just keep talking. Why not? Yeah, for sure. This was awesome, Joe. I Thank you for asking me to come back on again. This was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I'm so glad I got to talk to you again. I always oh, had a good time talking to you, though.
1: It's been a while. Like, we were we were talking more often when we were doing, like, um, our crossover episodes, but it's been a while since we've done those, too. So, yeah, it was it was really nice to to, to catch up with you and talk to you.
0: I totally agree. Well, especially because we text so often.
1: Mm-hmm, but, you know, yeah. it's, it's
0: just not the same as having a conversation. I
1: know. So. So true. I agree. Uh, well, do you want? Um,
0: do you have like a big wheel you can spin to plug one of your podcasts, or uh, if you spin want, the we can take it. A- podcast
1: wheel, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> spin your wheel, okay? Uh, I tease. Like wheel I tease. portion. No, it's fine. It's fine. Um, so um, Runaway TV Talk, that's the current one I'm working on uh, with Brian from Pop Culture Leftovers. We are reviewing all the episodes of Marvel's Runaway on Marvel's Runaways on Hulu. Uh, we will be recording our next episode on Wednesday because the new episode drops tomorrow. So that'll be cool. You can also hear me on the animated Batcast with Paul Hart. We are on a bit of a hiatus, but... We still have a back catalog. You can listen to us talk about Batman, the animated series, and Batman news, Batman comics. Um, and you can also hear me on Ladies of the Leftover Army, which is part of the Leftover Army podcast network, where I talk to different guests about um, women in film, women in television, women directors, uh, and women's issues. And it's that's that was the first podcast I started, and it's a lot of fun because I get to talk to really interesting people people a lot of interesting women and we talk about really great um really great films and how women are shaping films and and tv today
0: that's a great podcast i listen to it even when it's uh when i've never seen the movie
1: Oh, (laughs) thank you so much. You're so sweet. You listen to me yammer on about whatever. I really appreciate it. I I just did an episode with uh, Lynn Shooty, Scott's wife. Uh, She's on Tales from the Yard. And um, that should be up soon where we talk about the movie Lady Bird. And um, that was a really fun episode to record because Lady Bird was such a great movie about mothers and daughters. And, you know, Lynn is a mom and I'm not. And it was really great to talk to a mom about that movie and how she saw certain aspects of it as a mother. And uh, it was great. It was a great conversation. You can keep your, keep your eyes out for that one. Awesome. Awesome.
0: All right. Well, thank you again for uh, you know, taking the time out. And uh, thank you all for listening. Until next time, this has been StartCast. If you have any questions or comments on what you just heard, you can email me at startcastpod at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at the Tubby Ninja or you can check out my Facebook page at facebookcom startcastpod. Thank you very much for listening.